Blog Talk Radio. It is now time for your weekly football party. Live from the IMLD Home Studios. In its eighth season, this is In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. With your host, Jay Andre. Hey, welcome in. You got the whole football party tonight, two hours live on our normal spot, and probably watching football while we're going to talk some football. If you're a football fan, and I'm sure you got it on in the background, you're listening to us, the Dolphins and the Raiders just uh, tied it up. So, got a good one going on. So, we'll try to keep our attention on the show as much as we can, but I'm sure we'll both be sneaking some peeks as uh, as the show goes on. You are indeed listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here with you live on a Saturday night, December the 26th, 2020, having Boxing Day up in Canada to our uh, Canadian listeners, the two or three of you there may be. I'm Dre, he's Jay. We are in the house and ready to get into the Week 16 picks. That'll come up later on. We'll break down Week 15 a little bit. We got a little into it last night. We couldn't help ourselves. Had to chat a little bit about some of the happenings of uh, Week 15. Uh, yeah, we were on the air last night, in case you didn't know. That podcast is available now. We did a little half-hour show just doing the picks for the Saturday games today, the uh, the triple header, the uh, Saturday three-way, as I called it. And uh, so far, eh, mixed bag, one and one for both of us. We nailed it uh, this morning with the Buccaneers and didn't get it right with the uh, Cardinals in the afternoon. So now we're watching uh, the Raiders hanging in there with, uh, with the Dolphins. Uh, interesting game so far. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> so you're just going to sit there and listen to me ramble on and on about football? I listened to the whole thing. And you didn't fall asleep. That's good. No. I <laughs> How you been doing? Good. What'd you uh, what you guys do for Christmas? Open presents. <laughs> and, and what about after that? You didn't open presents all day, did you? Nope. We took a little break, then went to our grandma's house, then we ate lunch. Well, brunch, and then we opened more presents. Oh, okay. And then we came home and played with the presents. I got a microphone in our generation stuff. Oh, boy, you got a microphone. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you going to do on uh, on your microphone? Are you going to record yourself singing and, and talking and stuff? No, that's not what I do with it. I just oh. kind of put, like... I karaoke songs onto the TV screen, and then I just sing them. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Grant's already asleep. He's been asleep for, like, about five hours now. Well, you he wore himself out for uh, for Christmas. Grant's right next to you. What? Grant's right next to you. No, he isn't. Wait, which is it? Is he right next to you, or is he asleep? He's asleep. 
Okay. Well, your your dad said he's right next to you. So I don't I don't know uh, what's going on there. I said your dad said your your brother's right next to you, so I don't know what's what, what's going on up there. And your is, is your is your dad around? Uh oh, I can't hear anybody now. Um guys, if you can hear me, you may have knocked your, your mic out. Say hello. Hello. Hi. Oh. Yes, my dad's near. Yeah, can you can you hear me? Yes. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good. What uh, what you do for Christmas? The same as Journey, but I did not <laughs> get a microphone. I got wireless headphones. Did you get our generation stuff? Yes, I got. I got our generation doll for my sister. Oh, okay, cool. And I got a giant baby Yoda from my sister. <laughs> okay, baby Yoda. Yeah, that's a very popular and got, gift. And I got m- money. Oh, money's always good. Yes, it is. <laughs> that was probably my favorite present when I was a kid was getting money, and then I couldn't get anything I wanted. Yeah, me and Trini were... I got a fourteen dollar game with Daddy's PlayStation gift card. He got so he used that for the, and there was four dollars most in it. Then I give him ten of my things, so I got a racing game, which okay. Journey was winning a lot this night. <laughs> which I got it. Now you're just gonna have to practice so you can beat her. Yes. I was playing really a lot this morning. One of the times I got in first place. Good night. Night. Ah, okay. No, now it's me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What? You want to say one more thing? You can come and say it into the microphone. I love you. Oh, that's so cool. I love love you, Tranny. That was Grant. (laughs) Oh, God. That last cut, oh, yeah. yeah. Since after the mute part there, that was Grant the whole time. That that much I was able to figure out. Yeah, that, that was Grant. Well, so what happened? Voice was getting deeper. So the the mute button must have gotten pressed because Grant at one point when I put the headphones on him, he tried to get up and walk away. And these are not wireless headphones. <laughs> so Grant's actually trying to walk away with the headphones on, and there, and I must have reached for the thing and hit the mute button. So from that point, he was muted for a little bit. And then I finally realized it's like, cause I kept hearing him like, hello, <laughs> you know, and I was like, Oh, and I looked, yeah. And the little red light was on. So the mute button was, was uh, somehow pressed there in all the commotion. I see. And I, that was in the middle of me trying to figure out who was telling the truth. Cause your, your cute factor was oh, saying your brother, <laughs> that the brother was asleep. And then yeah, no, you're telling... literally standing right next to her. That's, that's She's what, just lying that's right big, to my face. That, okay. Yeah. That's a big sister thing. She's yeah. daunting her brother. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand now. He's literally standing next to her like, no, no, I'm right here. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, Judy, yeah. that's not nice. Yeah, so, I'm, so I don't know how much of that got picked up on the hot mic, you know, the little family, 
little family. And Trini's just sitting there with this giant devilish <laughs> grin. No, Grant's been asleep for five hours. Yeah. Uh, so well, she she got me. She had me going. Yeah. No, she's a little she's a little trickster, a little prankster. You better watch out. Yeah, I, I see that. Well, it's uh, always awesome to, to get some cute factor in the show. And it's been a long time since I heard from the from the kitties. Uh, yeah, you know the with the later shows, and then just you know, just you know their bedtime, and you know it's, they're on Christmas break right now, so we're not being as you know, so bedtime is not a big deal. We've been letting them stay up till eight thirty, nine o'clock, and you know, it was a few minutes right before the show, my wife was already calling for him to go to bed, and then Trini's like, no, 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 we're gonna talk to Uncle Andre. He's like, okay. <laughs> And Amber's just yeah. like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's great. Haven't had, a, haven't had a chance to do that, I don't think, all season. So that's, that was very cool. Yeah. So, need a little break. little break. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of a 20, last show of 2020, we needed a little you know, reminder. I need a little reminder anyways. <laughs> Always good to get the cute factor involved. So, yeah, I gave this long preamble and speech about oh, football yeah. and <laughs> – <laughs> Trudy is literally sitting next to me. So this is this is the cute factor. She's looking over at me at one point, and she just starts making the like, like you know, clapping hands thing, like you're talking and talking and talking. Oh, <laughs> she's just, just shaking her head, like rolling her eyes and shaking her head, and just looking at me like, oh, she's got this big smile on her face, and she's just doing the little talky 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 thing, and I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> if I if I knew she was on the other end, I wouldn't have <laughs> gone through all of that. So what did I miss? Uh, nothing. I mean, oh. you, you know me. You've known me for forty years. Yeah. It was just me just yammering and loving yeah. the sound of my own voice, which is the only thing I'm good at. So and you were at least you weren't uh, dropping f bombs and yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> oh no, were you? No, no. That's oh. the, the thing that I thought about uh, after I heard her voice. Was like, ooh, thank goodness I didn't yeah, have I think a. You a... Learned that. I think you learned the hard way to try to try to keep it like PG PG thirteen for at least the first few minutes because you never know <laughs> when you never know when the yeah, factors. Yeah, we uh, we definitely had a show where I opened up with some some obscenities and I wasn't happy about yeah. something or other, and uh-huh. then I hear hi, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle yeah, Andre right. said you know, bad words. <laughs> but we don't get many appearances from my son, so that that's uh, oh. that's always good. So he he was excited that he got to stay up tonight and contribute to the show. That's great. Then Except they, for when both... he tried to walk away with wired headphones <laughs> on. And then they're both sounding so much more grown up. I'm I. Can't believe how much of a little woman uh, Trini sounds like now, but of course, you know, getting at that age and going to be uh, nine soon. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you think back to the original, like first few cute factor appearances, which were just like Goo Goo Gaga kind of, <laughs> right. like not, not right. much like going on, right? Five or six words or something yeah. like yeah. that. Now you can actually have a conversation with her. Yeah, a whole conversation where she lies right to my face and says her brother has been asleep for five hours. <laughs> You know, I literally have. I took a picture of them talking to you, and it, yeah, Trini's sitting there with the headphones on, and and Grant's literally standing right next to her <laughs> as she's lying to you about her brother being asleep. So. A straight lie. No, oh, well, <laughs> well, long, long time, uh, long time, no talk. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I meant for uh, you and me. It's been a whole twenty-four hours. Oh yeah, jeez. I mean, that's what 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 could we possibly find to talk about? Is, is you know. 
in 24 hours. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that's well. I can tell you that tell you that neither one of us was to, smart enough to lock up the bucks. Yeah, well, if only we knew. Uh, that was basically my preamble was talking about the the triple header today and the uh, fact that we're uh, it's a mixed bag. We're one and one so far. Looking at yep. the uh, Dolphins and Raiders getting it on for for the third game, but we were the same on all three picks, so it kind of didn't matter. But yeah, no drama. Not not a bit. So which is probably a good thing. You, you know, I didn't have to stress out while I'm uh, working and trying to make my money and wondering about these games. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's. I took my lunch break and saw the score of that Tampa Detroit game. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not missing a damn thing there. Yeah, and I, and I, and I was texting you about that at one point. You know, I mean, that was 34 nothing going into halftime. <laughs> like, this game is so over. There wasn't even and, Dak time in that game. That, that was that was brutal. Ooh, it was a nice throw. And, uh, you know, Stafford got hurt and everything. And Yeah. Which and we were talking about Chase Daniel because we weren't mm-hmm. so sure about the status of Stafford, and then he goes out, looked like an ankle or some type of a foot injury because he was standing out there with his foot wrapped up, and he was limping around uh, pretty good, but it, it didn't matter. No, that there was um, they had nothing. That was that was some some world class bum slaying on display by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And good for them. This is what you're supposed to do when you get opponents that you can beat down like that, and and. More importantly, that Tom that Tommy can uh, exercise his will over the uh, the secondary when it's, when it's a terrible secondary, which the Lions have. Uh, yes, and, and it makes it look like they they got everything together in Tampa that, that they're ready to make a, a world title run, which I still don't think they're that good. But. Yeah, you know, I'm sort of on board with you on that. I want to see them play some. We talked about this last night on the show that we want. Eh, yeah, they're going to roll <laughs> up the Lions, but let, let's see what they do. Once the you know January rolls around and that competition gets a little stiffer and you know they're going to be going on the roads so they're going to be road warriors somewhere, um, mm-hmm. you know whether that's your NFC East eventual winner whether that's the Saints uh, the Packers or um, whoever wins the West. So they're they're going somewhere and you know I, obviously I think the worst matchup for them would be to go somewhere cold. Uh oh, somebody messed up his knee. Um, and in this game, I haven't watched. I don't know how much of this one you've watched. The Raiders and the, I, I don't uh, have Dolphins. NFL Network, so I, oh, okay. I haven't been able to see any. I know it's tied right now, is from what I can it see. Is. Yeah, that's correct. But the Raiders are are in the red zone. Um, okay, so we yeah, both are, uh, we both have the Raiders tonight. We do. Yeah, I, I haven't seen too much of it, so that's good that I. I don't have that much of an analysis and you have none because you haven't seen any of it, but just this little bit of, that I've seen on this one drive, Derek Carr, uh, he's, he's, he's perfectly fine. So long as he doesn't try to run, uh, just stay there and, and don't try to, to pull your, your other groin and you'll be okay. Which is funny because uh, I think he had a, did he have a rushing touchdown in this game? But again, I haven't seen much of it. I, I really, well, I believe, I believe that. the Raiders first touchdown was actually a Derek Carr. Uh, said one yard run, so that could have just oh. been a dive over a pile. Yeah, that, or something. He, that better have been him uh, plunging it uh, over the top and, and not trying to sprint on anybody because that would be the wrong thing to do. Um, so no, I didn't know that. that. I didn't know that he got that touchdown that the Raiders have. Um, but I know that he's, he's looked just fine throwing the ball. The the nice throw that I dropped in there was uh, he he put one uh, in the bucket to, to Darren Waller up the sideline. So 
Uh, he, he's doing what he's supposed to do, which is kind of what we figured, and that's why we we picked the Raiders to begin with. So uh, they're they're looking like they're uh, they're in the strike zone. They're about to go in and uh, get back in the lead. So that's going to be uh, a, a tight game. It's been pretty good. Um, back and yeah, forth scoring, uh, action, you know, little scoring yeah. game. That second game, obviously not being telecast, and I didn't watch any of it on Prime, being I was at work, so I wasn't going to just sit there with my phone you know, watching right. a football game while I'm at work. But uh, glad I didn't get to see that one because uh, <laughs> we we talked about all the respect that we have for the 49ers, and yeah. they, they showed up. And Arizona, yeah, they sure did. And Arizona, in your, in your t- typical fun, bad, late fade fashion, oof, puts up a 12 at home. Yeah. Now, so this one, uh, welcome to the to the new age of – uh, watching games and watching your your entertainment content wherever you can possibly find it. So uh, as I was talking about that long long time ago for our last show last night, um, that I don't have Amazon Prime. My wife does, but I didn't even have to bother her for her password to try to get on it because uh, doing some Google research as to where you can possibly find these games, I found it somewhere else for free on this uh, wow. on Twitch. I'm sure you've heard of Twitch. Sure. Uh, where they have all these video gamers, uh, you know, streaming their their conquests and their and their uh, games against each other and whatnot. So it was it was airing for free on Twitch. I don't know how that worked exactly. Some uh, interaction with Amazon Prime or something. So uh, I was able to actually see like the most of the fourth quarter of that game after I got home from work. And the little bit that I did see was yeah, the Cardinals offense getting stifled, the 49ers defense showing up and, and, and showing, you know, that their quality and, and should not be discounted just because of all the injuries that, and we've talked about that all year, that the 49ers yeah. do show up. They, they do compete. The, the offenses always uh, hit or miss depending on the quarterback health and the running back health and the receiver health. They've had so many people in and out of their lineup, but today it was CJ Beathard and he was serviceable. He did enough to, to get the win and, uh, the defense really was the story of that game. The 49ers just everything yeah. that Kyler, Kyler Murray was trying to do, the Niners had an answer for it. Their coverage was clearly where they were uh, keeping New Hopkins uh, like in a spider web because he was making catches and then immediately getting tackled by three guys um, and just had no opportunity to, to, to turn up field and get any, any yak at all. And then when they would try to go deep to him, they, it would be contested and, and knocked away. And, yeah, they just didn't uh, didn't have anything. So, yeah, we we both got caught on that one. Right. So, yeah, the, the, we, we we went against our some of our instincts that we talked about, you know, yesterday. We even point I even pointed out about the fact like, oh, yeah, if this was Nick Mullins, I'd probably be more likely to take the Niners to sort of to spring a trap. Well, apparently just switching out that quarterback and when you have a quarterback guru as your coach, I I guess you're okay. And and that defense which is just stunning to me how well and how well coached that defense is that they can be missing as many pieces as they are and, and still perform at the level that they have. Right. That was the story of the game was uh, the defense just had Kyler Murray and, and New Hopkins just completely t- tied up in knots and, and, and uh, the, the, the running back whose name I always forget, Kenyon Drake, um, yeah. wasn't wasn't able to do much either. So that, that, was, a, that was a 49ers defensive win. And, and as a result, the Cardinals are in – in some dire uh, in some dire straits now as far as their uh, playoff spot because now all of a sudden there's the Chicago Bears 
right there, ready to, to take that spot if they can beat the Jaguars tomorrow. Good God. Yeah, which would then set up the Bears-Packers uh, being a potential meaningful game um, next Sunday. And if the Packers are able to – if the Packers win tomorrow, I believe they're locked up. Yeah, yeah, they're going uh, they for lock the... up. They lock up the number one seed if they beat Tennessee tomorrow, um, which would set up a weird scenario, uh, very reminiscent of the last time the Packers won the Super Bowl, where they had to play the Bears in the last game of the season, and the Bears had the number one seed all sewn up, and the Packers uh, beat the Bears because the Bears kind of half-assed it through that game, and. Ironically, it was then the Packers who go to Chicago and win the NFC Championship game in the 6-1 matchup for the to, to, see who, to see who goes to the Super Bowl. So interesting sort of like a mirroring there, like the Bears would need to win uh, potentially next week over the Packers in a game that might mean nothing for the Packers. Well, uh, to make that uh, crystal clear, the Packers actually need Seattle to lose to the Rams tomorrow, and then if Green Bay beats Tennessee tomorrow night, then they clinch the other oh, first round. Okay. okay. So the Packers, I, so Seattle must have the tiebreaker over them. Yeah, it, it must be. I'm just. They, they'd uh, have to because if the Packers get to 12, and this best the Seahawks could do would be 12, then if the Packers don't have that wrapped up by virtue of that, then that means there's a tiebreaker in effect. Right. Yeah, I, I don't have all the intricacies, but I do have a page yeah. that's uh, giving you all the scenarios for who's uh, who can clinch what tomorrow. Ah, interesting. And I know that the, well because the Packers directly have the tiebreaker over the Saints. I know that. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of things that can happen tomorrow as far as uh, clinches go. Yeah, it's really just seating. Uh, we don't have, you know, we we basically only have one. You know, we basically have four teams with and three wild card spots in each conference. Um, Tampa Bay got in. Nobody on the NFC, AFC side, I mean, has clinched between Cleveland, Indy, Miami, and Baltimore. But those are the only four teams, I believe, left standing. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Uh, Cleveland, in Indy, and yeah, um, the, the Steelers are still trying to clinch that uh, division. And right. if they can, if they keep faltering, then they're going to wind up in some some trouble uh, uh, because the Browns can still potentially potentially catch them next week if, if everything continues to to tumble down for Pittsburgh. Like Which is just crazy when when you and think about it. Speaking of Pittsburgh, what can you possibly say about what they did on Monday night oh, uh, against wow. the Cincinnati Bengals? Like they didn't even uh, they tried. We that, tried. That's almost, well, we, we tried to talk about we tried to talk about this game last night, and yeah, I know we didn't <laughs> want to spoil too much of our discussion for today, but uh, I got nothing. I mean, that was I watched. <laughs> I mean, I was what watching a big chunk of that first half, and you're just watching that offense, and and nothing nothing was on schedule, and the and Roethlisberger's throws were were not crisp. They weren't accurate. There were guys open. I mean, there were you know. I don't know if there's a confidence problem. Maybe Roethlisberger's lost some faith in these guys because they, they all put the ground the ball on the ground, but they can't run, right? So we know that. So we know that their running offense is is, is pretty bad. In fact, I, I believe in this game that was that was on display again. Um, you know, Benny Benny Snell picked up a lot of uh, maybe garbage time rushing yards. I would call them 
in the second half because Pittsburgh only had 36 yards of offense at halftime. Man. That's criminal. I think Tampa Bay had 410 yards of offense today at halftime. Uh, You contrast that with Pittsburgh last week. 36 against the Bengals. I I got nothing either. That was just – it, it was it was really sad to watch. Um, they came up with yeah. 256 uh, total uh, in yards yeah, at the end that, of the that's game. That's some deck time. That was that was some, some right. They had to time. rally to get to get to that. Um, right. It still lost by ten <laughs> to the Bengals. To the Cincinnati Bengals. That offense sucks right now. Yeah, you say he's uh, Ben might be losing confidence in his receivers because they're dropping everything, but he keeps throwing to them because that's all you can do. What else, what else are you going to do? You right. have to keep going. You, you no matter how many run. times Deontay Johnson lays that, that pigskin on the ground, you got to keep going <laughs> back to him because you don't have too many other choices. Now, I the, the one quibble I guess I would have is I, I would be trying to force it more to Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster if I were Ben. Those guys – seem to be your best playmakers when you get the ball in their hand. But right now, the way their offense is set up is they're trying to really establish Deontay Johnson and Washington as like their possession guys. These are our guys between the 20s. They're going to move the sticks. They're going to get the tough yardage that we need. Um, And then we're going to save Juju and Chase Claypool on the outside for when we, when we really need the big, deep, uh, the deep ball. Well, you need the deep balls because you're losing games like left and right. You, you dropped three in a row now after starting 11 and 0. Uh, they're not going for those big bombs like I would think they would. Like I would think a desperate team in their situation would be going for it. Uh, it, it almost seemed like, it, like I said, they're trying. They tried to beat the Bengals. They just couldn't because they couldn't execute. Uh, it's almost, but it almost seemed like they're trying to not go for the big plays because they still wanted to save those. Like, we don't really need that to beat the Bengals. We need to just keep trying these small things in between the, the in between the hash marks and just execute it better. They just couldn't execute it better. <laughs> and at the end of the game, no. you look up and there's the final score and you, you've now you've lost the game. No, and we've been, we've been, you know, harping on Roethlisberger about his yards per attempt because every week it seems like it keeps going down. And I think in our last game against Buffalo, he was down to about five, right? Oof. And in this game, Four point five yards per attempt. <laughs> you just keep to give digging you the, that hole, man. Four and a half yards per attempt. Now, if you just did the the blind test and you saw that those numbers that he's been putting up these last few weeks, and you didn't know who was doing it, you'd think that whoever's doing that's trash, right? You'd think Rick Meyer came out of retirement, is what you would think. <laughs> Twenty of thirty-eight for one hundred and seventy is is not going to get it done. You allowed yourself to get beat by a quarterback who threw for 89 yards. Ryan Lindley threw for 89 yards yeah. and was the winner. Ryan Finley, yeah. Ryan Lindley, so, whatever his name is. So they're lost. Uh, they're just lost. It's like they they had that 11 and 0, and we, you know we were kind of giving them the side eye, side eye every every week that they kept winning because you're looking at those wins and you're like, mm, okay, yeah, okay, you got to beat everybody. We won't take it away from you, but you really should be beating some of these teams by you know a little little bit more than you are. And then they finally, and then Washington springs it on them. And then I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I think they'll bounce back against the old. And then Buffalo laid it on them. Yeah. And then you'd think Cincinnati wouldn't, you know, really put up much of a fight. And maybe they, maybe we got the, 
the you know Cincinnati got the prime time game, and you know how some we talk about that with the bad team that gets the prime time game, and it's like their Super Bowl. And Cincinnati was playing that game like it was their Super Bowl. They, they were, but they're the they Cincinnati were flying Eagles, around. They were they were literally playing with just house money. I mean, they were running around. They they were just happy, you know. And Pittsburgh just couldn't get anything done. And, and I don't know what more, you do. I don't either. But one more factor against the Steelers that uh, you all the offensive stuff that we've dissected and talked about with them. The Bengals pushed them around on defense. The Bengals, all the linebacker injuries and all the attrition in the defense now, and the and the Steelers now, now you can't look at the defensive side and, and assume that they're going to come to the rescue because you just gave up a buck fifty-two rushing to the Cincinnati fucking Bengals, to, and their best <laughs> yeah. running back is is not played most of the year. Joe Mixon, it, it wasn't even yeah. uh, Mixon doing it to you. It was Giovanni Bernard and guys. And I want to give Giovanni uh, Bernard some credit. That dude's got the best porn stash in the league. <laughs> Better than Minshew Mania? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bernard's, oh, Giovanni Bernard's got some, some good porn stash. <laughs> and it's so hard for, for black guys to get that good porn stash. you got to really cultivate that shit, you know? Yeah. Come on, come in all wispy and whiskery. Yeah. Like if we the, had a... If we had an award at the end of the year for, for best porn stash, I'd, I'd be giving that to Gio Bernard in, in, in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, that, that's one thing they got going for them. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the, the and, and that wasn't the worst uh, upset of the week uh, at all. No. 17 and a half point favorite, yeah. the Los Angeles Rams, managed to lose the game straight up to the New York Jets. That's a, that's why I really got nothing for that one because but well what I do have is saying the first thing I said breaking that game down the very first sentence I said was man Jared Goff if there's any quarterback that could fuck this game up that would be the that's the guy cuz he's so up and down and inconsistent you don't know what you're going to get out of him and boy howdy uh did I nail that about that guy how do you play like that against the New York Jets and just give it up. Boy, howdy. They 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 were outclassed basically the entire game by the Jets. How do you let yourself – the Los Angeles Rams, uh, former NFC champions, they were just in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Wasn't that long ago. And you go out there and put that effort forth. And the worst part about it is it's not all that surprising when you think about it. Because Jared Goff and Sean McVay uh, can be so inconsistent and so spotty. Uh, this is absolutely what I should have expected out of the uh, L.A. Rams to be 70. Anytime the Rams, that's going to have to be a, a corollary until they prove me otherwise. Anytime the Los Angeles Rams are two possession uh, favorites, like 14, two touchdowns or more, 14 or more, you, you got to go against them right now. They don't have the mental fortitude to hold up against something like that. Yeah, that was, you watch that offense, and if that offense gets out of rhythm, it gets ugly quick. And the Jets, His confidence the Jets first of all, shot. right. And, and I don't know if the Jets saw something or if they figured something out about, about golf, but have you seen a team blitz more this year than the Jets did in that game? They were just bring the house every play. It seemed like the, yeah, the, they, there was there was no defensive scheme. Their defensive scheme was everybody just rushed off. 
Yes. And and he'll panic. That that was it. And they gave up a few big plays, but they they put more pressure on him than they gave up. And that was a combination of I think that that's the deadly combo is the team that shows up expecting to win, right? Starting to believe in how good they are. And then a team that's probably been tired of getting kicked around all year and just played some off bucket ball and, and won the game. And that was right after they got their asses destroyed by the Seahawks the week before. So maybe that yes. that triggered something in them. Like, no, we're not going to get on the plane and go back out to the West Coast and yeah. get our asses whooped again. We're going to do it's something hard. different this time. It's hard to go 16-0. and It's just as hard to go 0-16. You are still a professional football team. They're still trying. They're, they're, they're all the Jets they, fans they, they, that want them to right. tank and lose, the players are not trying to lose. The and New York the Jets coaches. would still roll up Alabama if they played. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of that stuff. Oh, you know, if, if, if that 0-16 team or you know, whatever they are played against the best college team, they'd lose. No, they'd roll them no, up. They would hurt them. <laughs> yes. They would so, injure them badly. And And, and the Jets have – They've competed. They 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 should have they should have beaten the Raiders. Um, sure, sure, absolutely. You know, they, should, they should have won that game. They had a few games where they were a cover with Flacco, where they were in some games. I think they were due. I, I don't think anybody wants to go zero and sixteen. I think all these guys have pride. I don't think these guys on the field are thinking about Trevor Lawrence. Not a, not for a second. Not no. for a second. No, nobody on the field. Maybe the organization's thinking about them, but those guys on the field, they're still showing up, and they had some pride. Hey, good for them. Uh, that's a huge upset as far as turning a 17-point dog into a, a straight-up victory. That's massive. It's, it's, not, it's, it's crazy. still not historic. That, that Buffalo-Minnesota one from a few years ago, I think, was still more historic based on the margin of victory. Yeah, because that, uh, that was a destroying. That was yeah. That was a team that was more than a two touchdown favorite, literally going and beating the other team by more than two touchdowns. Right. Um, so that was more historic, but this was this was this was big and hey, good for the Jets. So the Didn't Jets are talking the... about the Jets much, but are they still the number <laughs> right. one pick? Are they? Do they? Because Jacksonville and them now we both have one, right? Jacksonville has the tiebreaker. I was listening to all the football podcasts, and they were all very uh, clear about the fact that they that the Jets lost the number one pick by winning that game because Jacksonville has whatever strength of schedule tiebreaker right now. So all the Jags have to do is keep doing what they're doing and lose out and, and go 0-15 after starting 1-0, and and the wow. Jags will, will have won the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Absolutely. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know if, if, the, if the Jags just go out and – and, and tank for Trevor, or if the, you know, the, I don't know. Well, it's the same uh, scenario with them. They're not trying to lose either. They're just bad. No, the, um, right. Yeah. No, I, I'm with and, you on that. And the Jags have been in games too. And the Jags have hung in there with teams. And But, but as far as the Jets in this game with, with Jared Goff, so you're saying the Jets sending all the blitzers and making Jared Goff look around and, and see goals coming. So instead of Sam Darnold being the one. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like they, they turned it the around script. on them. They, they did. The script. And you were saying that uh, Sam Darnold, uh, you're playing that for them. Can you see dead people if you're dead? And as it turned out, Sam Darnold wasn't the one that was dead. Sam Darnold was the one looking up and rising from the dead. So congratulations oh, to yeah. Sam Darnold and the New York Jets. 
or looking up and rising to the top and saying the Rams were going to rest in peace. So that's their season highlight. Good for them. And the the Rams now, by virtue of uh, losing that game, now flip positions with Seattle for the moment. For the, for the time being. So the Seahawks are uh, in position to win the uh, the division so long as they uh, take down the Rams tomorrow. It's basically yep. a, a title game. Uh, the Rams will be right back up in uh, first place with the tiebreaker if they can go into Seattle and win. And that will put it on uh, the Seahawks to have to win in Week 17 and wait for the Rams to lose. Which So it, it will be back in the Rams' court if they can go into Seattle. And that will be so Rams, right? get your ass beat by the New York Jets and then go into Seattle uh, the next game and, and get the victory. That that would absolutely uh, – yes. <laughs> that, that would be exactly uh, what you would expect out of Sean McVay and Jerry Goff. Uh, so we, we got some uh, season-ending awards uh, revealing themselves easily to me because I know who's going to be my uh, drizzling shits and I know who's going to be my heckle and jive heckle because and jive nobody – Nobody's been more heckle more and jive than the Rams. Than Jared Goff and the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, I don't know if if Baltimore goes on this run here, bum slaying, and, and somehow ekes their way into the playoffs, uh, they they might qualify for some of that too. And by the way, for the Rams, one more thing, one more last note about the Rams. Just because I'm thinking about uh, Jets fan and the, the guy that called us and how anguished he was at the New York Jets and. I'm thinking that yeah. same guy is probably anguished at them now winning a game. He's been anguished all year that they can't win, and he's yes. been dying with every loss. Now he gets anguished because they found a way to win a game because it takes you out of the uh, the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. And I can imagine that guy and many other Jets fans now being angry at the Jets for winning and taking themselves. And what I would say to you is, uh, Mr. Jets fan, do you really deserve the number one pick if you lose it by winning one whole game? Because if there's another team out there tanking harder than you that finds a way to get that number one pick just because you won one single game, maybe they deserve it more. Maybe you got to give it up for the Jaguars for tanking even harder than you did. <laughs> if, you, if you lost that number one pick just by winning one single game, then I, I would say it's not. Because most years, it takes more than one win to take you out of the number one spot. Most years – you know the the last place team is like two and fourteen, three and thirteen, something like that. But if yeah, how many two, years have we had two one win teams? Two one and fifteen teams potentially, uh, and yeah, one of them has to take it on the the strength of schedule tiebreaker. Uh, so I wouldn't be too hard on the Jets for winning that one game if I were you, because again, if you blow your chance by winning only one game. Eh, maybe you really didn't deserve it. Like like Jay said, it's really hard to go O in 60. It's really hard to go over and, and ask these guys to, to, to blow their career and make themselves laughing stocks for the rest of their lives by going over. I don't really think that's fair to ask that. And there's, and you know what? You're that bad. We've seen a couple of O in 16 teams, right? We have uh, in our, in our lifetime seen a in couple. Our life, we've had the Lions and we had the Browns, right? And that wasn't – I don't seem to remember either one of those teams getting the number one pick and, and turning into anything. Do you? Uh, not necessarily. Just because you get the, the, the hot shit quarterback uh, doesn't mean that he's going to turn into uh, a future Hall of Famer. And Trevor Lawrence has been the, the hot shit quarterback for a long time, 
and I wish him all the best, and I hope that he does turn out to be great, but there's no guarantees. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do believe Justin Herbert went at six, right? Yeah, and so far he looks pretty damn good Char- for, for number six. Yeah. Chargers look okay. Mm-hmm. Tua went at five. Of course, Lamar Jackson won an MVP award already, and he was down into the bottom. Was he 32? 30? 30 or 32? He was dead last. Yeah, he was, he was you know. And uh, Joe Burrow, well, where's Joe Burrow right now? He's rehab. <laughs> That's where Joe Burrow is. Uh, not the bad kind of rehab. Uh, not that rehab. Well, hopefully not that one. Um, and Pat Mahomes has an MVP. Being... enough. <laughs> Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, you look at all these guys, it's like how many, you know, Baker was a number one, right? Uh, but how many of these, Josh Allen wasn't a number one? Oh, look at all these teams right now, you know, you know, poised in playoff position here. I don't see a lot of number one overall picks. No, it's, it's hit or miss, Oliver, just like pretty much Ryan every Fanahill, other. Yeah. You know, Baker, you look at the NSA, Rodgers, uh, you know, A.A. Ron Rodgers, uh, you know, where, where's he? Drew Brees was Drew Brees wasn't a number one pick. Not at all. Very Russell famous Wilson, second round pick. Third round pick. Yeah. You know, Alex Smith. <laughs> that was a number one pick, but uh and, and uh Jared Goff, right? Jared Goff was a number one pick. That's right. And uh Kyler Murray was a number one pick. But they're rapidly shitting the bet. It's 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 not a it's not a guarantee. It's absolutely not no, a guarantee. So that's what I mean. So these teams can be these fans can all cry. Like, oh, you're gonna cost us Trevor Lawrence. You know, I think you'll be okay. I mean, look at look at the Niners and the Bears. The Niners tricked the Bears into trading up for Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> right? And they get Nick Bosa with the very next pick, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> well, I, I Just try saying. not to try not to Man. think about that. You know, I don't mean to put salt in the wound, but mm. there's no guarantees. You know, there's if you get the number two pick, it's not like you're doomed. No, there's a. a I I don't keep up with college, so I don't. Uh, forgive me, I don't know the guy's name, but the Ohio State quarterback. Oh, yeah, that, just, uh, Justin Fields. That's supposed to be the number two pick, and if he becomes better than Trevor Lawrence, who's who's to say? Who knows? Yeah. There, there's there, there's no way to know for sure. If he's going to be better or worse than, than Lawrence, and a lot of it depends on your personnel, the the organization. Do they know how to put the right pieces around you? Because you know you, you can have the the greatest arm in the world, but if you got nobody to throw to, then how do you know? Well, we can I only have... hope. We can only hope that he's better than Dwayne Haskins because we Ugh. hitched we, we we hitched our ride to the wrong wagon last week. Um, in that game, and that was a close game. I mean, it was right there. Washington's uh, defense did exactly what they needed to do against Seattle. Held them to 20 and no competency at the quarterback position, and you lose. Yeah, that's, that's one of our W's uh, because of the point spread. Seattle was a yeah, six and a half point like fave. But, ah. Uh, no, it yeah. felt like a loss. I, I agree points. with that. It did feel like an L, even though we took a W with the with the spread. Yeah, I don't know how good uh, Dwayne Haskins may someday be for Washington, but it almost feels like he's trying to get himself run out of town uh, between his play, which was not very good at all on uh, on last Sunday against Seattle, and uh, then the off the field stuff with uh, being in this in this 
well, it was reported that he was in a strip club without a mask on. And then he came out and claimed that he was actually at his girlfriend's private birthday party. I have no idea how you confuse a strip club with your girlfriend's private birthday party, unless the private birthday party is being held at a strip club. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the details behind that. Or your girlfriend is a stripper. And it looks like a strip club just being at a private party with your girlfriend because she yeah. has a that that's possible too. I, I don't so I don't there, know the uh I, I'm seeing the updates here on my phone for the Raiders and the Dolphins. Is there is there breaking news? Did did Tua get benched? You know what? That I, 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 I that I can't answer. I, I've been actually trying to pay attention ah. to the show and not be thrown off. Yeah, I'm looking Fitz, at the uh, Fitz Magic is in the game. I'm looking right at uh, bearded weirdo Fitzmagic. He is definitely uh, a quarterback uh, with the Raiders up by a field goal. I I don't know if Tua got hurt or got yanked. Just going to say, if he got benched, and I have all all the respect for Brian Flores and the way he's held that together, especially with – dude needs to learn how to manage quarterbacks because – Pick a lane. Yeah. This is driving me crazy. If that was a, just a benching, it's like you can't keep running Tua out there, and every time Tua gets in trouble, you're just going to go to the veteran. You, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pick gotta a side. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna Dusty Baker that poor kid. You <laughs> oh. know, <laughs> it's the closest analogy I could think of, and you got it right away, right? <laughs> oh yeah. We, you know, yeah. we owe it to Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> or you know, you know, the young kid would come out, hit the three-run game-winning homer, and then he wouldn't see the field for a week. Oh boy, and then his magic like, goes right over the middle. <laughs> like with, to set up first and goal. Oh my gosh, uh, he's, he's going like to do with, it again. Like, like what Dusty, uh, like what Dusty did to Corey Patterson. That, that's what Brian Flores is trying. I think he might be doing the Tua right now. Yeah, yeah. Because what happened? Yeah. Okay, so Fitzpatrick comes in. Let's say now, and let's say he leads them back, and they win. Well, what do you do in week? What do, what do you starts do? next week? Yeah. This is oh, it's got to stop. I think uh, Flores fancies himself a major league, speaking of major league baseball manager, I think he thinks uh, he can just go to his closer and <laughs> rally him and, to win games and go back to the starter the next week and, and, and like Tua everything comes is, out and, is fine. This is not the first time now that Tua's come out and not been very good. And, and he's gone to the bull, you know, he's gone to the bullpen. No, you can't do that. You will wreck they, this kid. They just put the camera on Tua. He is not hurt. He's standing there on the sideline with a look on his face going, what the, what the fuck? What, is he what's human? Or is he like, hey, what happened? <laughs> He's kind of like, yeah, his eyes are kind of looking up at the scoreboard and looking around and kind of wondering what's going on. And, yeah, hey, he's, what uh, happened? He's pretty much doing that. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I guess he did get yanked right before my eyes. I didn't think he was doing that bad. I, I wasn't no, paying I mean, full attention. They weren't terrible. Right. It wasn't like he was out there throwing three picks. But he wasn't that good. I, I do. Uh, I will. I will say that a few times I did look up. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't lighting the world on fire. I but, will say, yes, having I, watched, you know, having watched or been a part of seeing like full highlights or watching Dolphins play this year, I don't think the Dolphins' record is any different if Fitzpatrick played all these games. He just flashed uh, to his game stats on the on the board, and it was 17 of 22 for 94 yards uh, in basically two and a half, uh, three and a half quarters yeah. of play. Not great. Uh, no, yeah. The, the the fact that you can't get over 100 yards and you're in the fourth quarter is uh, is troubling to say the least. 
So yeah, I, I really think I was right on that. He's he's going to the, the big arm. He's going to the closer. He put the the hands up and went to the pin and and went and got uh, Mr. Mr. Stanford himself, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or not Stanford, Harvard. Just looking at the numbers right now, Fitzpatrick is five of six for seventy three yards. So he's almost done what uh, Tua did in in one series, basically, or two series. <laughs> I'm, so we're laughing at Brian Flores. Maybe he's got something there. Maybe he's got a point. Maybe, maybe just maybe he <laughs> never should have benched Fitzpatrick in the first place. Maybe just stick with uh, with, with turnover Bernie Sanders to begin with, and then Let see what happens up. from there. We said this way back, I, and I don't, I don't think you, I think you agreed with me that basically just let Fitzpatrick play himself out of the job. Right. Yeah, and yeah, and I think they thought he was going to by by week five or six or seven, and he just he, he didn't. He was better than they thought. Right. Uh, you don't ooh. see you don't see if Aaron Rodgers comes out and has a bad first half, all of a sudden Jordan loves out there <laughs> starting the second. That, no, that would be hilarious. Uh, uh the, no, that wouldn't be as hilarious as the post game press conference. <laughs> Rodgers, Rodgers doesn't salty. bite his tongue. No, Rodgers gets a little salty, but. Yeah, yeah. So okay, a little breaking news right here on this fun yeah. having this all going on while we're on the air. So I was I wasn't even paying attention. And so the uh uh unfortunately for uh Fitzmagic and, and Brian Flores, the end result of that drive was getting into uh getting four yards away from the end zone and then he threw a poten- potential touchdown pass off of somebody's hands. It was right there for him, it was a little hot. Yeah. Um, and then overthrew somebody on third and goal, so they just took uh, the field goal, and now it's a tie game again. So there you go. Yeah, four minutes to go. All right. So that. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about Seattle and Washington. We broke down the Jets and the Rams. We. Um, you <laughs> I, was, know. I, was, I was actually considering going to the uh, Miami game against New England last week. Next, speaking of the Dolphins, because yeah. New England, we we both were on New England yeah. and Bill Belichick or, to come through. And against the rookie. Against the rookie and, quarterback and that great record no. that Belichick has. And the Patriots held the Miami Dolphins into a scoreless until uh, five minutes into the third quarter. And so maybe when you take that and, com- and combine it with 94 yards and three quarters here, maybe that's what Brian Flores is looking at, that the offense that just isn't, it isn't, it isn't going. It's, it's, it's sputtering and, and starting and stopping. And he's, and he's going to his, his, like I said, his big arm closer of Fitzpatrick. Um, now Miami comes back and pulls that one out. Uh, the run attack basically pulled through and, and won that game for them over New England and eliminated the Patriots uh, from playoff contention. So, you know, they found another way. So good on the Dolphins. They're they're resilient. They they always fight. We all, we know that about them already. Um, and they had to do it a different way last week because uh, again, Tua wasn't getting it done. Um, and now we, again, combined with what happened tonight, I guess there, there's a theme playing out and, and there's a pattern uh, that Tua doesn't, Tua's leash is not going to be very long. I don't know if that's going to improve in, in year two or year three under Brian Flores, but this year Tua doesn't have very long to go. If he if he doesn't look very good, uh, he's not going to go more than a game or two uh, for the full game with, before uh, Brian Flores d- decides to go to the closer. Yeah, I don't like it. But I mean, I you know I didn't like the benching to begin with. I didn't. Well, I, once you make the move, we equated this to the the healthy benching of Joe Flacco for Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson had some great plays, and he went through some lumps, especially in that playoff game. And and John Harbaugh knew like you know what, my guy, 
this is my guy. I made the move. We're in the playoffs. I'm riding with the guy all the way to the finish, and he did, and then Joe Flacco was gone, and Lamar Jackson, you know, he took off. And this whole, you know, jerk him in, jerk him out. Uh, this, I don't like what's going on with this Tua. And Tua, again, statistically, Tua hasn't played great. In, has he played great in a game yet? Not to me. Um, no. no. One of, one of those games that people were kind of drooling over a little bit, but uh, I still wasn't impressed. They had that game against, was that the Rams, where it was like the defense was scoring all the touchdowns? Oh, yeah. That, was, that, that game, was crazy. Yeah, where he did literally nothing. They had that game. They went up to Denver. They benched him. Right. And now here we are again. Yeah, he's, he's been benched yet again. I, it happened right in front of me. I got the game on and didn't even see it happen because I was yeah, not was looking, looking at the TV. The score was, I saw uh, the most recent play update was Fitzpatrick. I was like, oh, okay. So that's why I was wondering if there was a health concern or if I had missed something in that game. But yeah, yeah I think Tua's best showing might be the was it the Jets? Well, um, okay, right. That's why I said that's a resume. I was, it's not really a resume builder. Uh, the Jets and then the Bengals the next week. I'm trying to figure out uh, was one of them Fitzmagic or was both of them Tua coming back? Those are the next two games after the Denver benching. Yeah, and I. Actually, actually can't can't remember which uh, what was he immediately put back as a starter or uh, did he have to sit out a game? Right, but uh, if you can't off the top of your head think of a great game or a good game yeah. that he played, that means he hasn't played one. Correct. <laughs> uh, can't can't argue that at, at all. Um, so the the Jets game, I think that was Fitz Magic. Yes, and then. Uh, so they, play him twice. they do play him twice. Yeah, so Tua returned for the Cincinnati game. That there, there's an injury. To, uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh-oh. That would be Henry Ruggs. No. Wrong guy. Other black guy. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar. Yes. Nelson Aguilar to the house for a, oh. for a quick touchdown. Okay, <laughs> that that was fast. Yeah, well, that was that's Derek Carr and his, and his groin. He, he got it out there, and Aguilar made the play and ran away from some guys and made a couple moves and and took it took it took it to the house. So Raiders back in front by a touchdown. So now it's, now it has to be uh, Fitzmagic to the rescue because <laughs> Tua yeah. isn't leading a, a touchdown drive back with three minutes to go. And Nelson Aguilar, by the way, would be currently, if he was still on the Eagles, their best receiver, right? Oh, I believe that. I definitely believe that. Because, again, back to Carson Wentz, who could possibly produce with the way Carson Wentz has been playing all year? <laughs> Nelson Aguilar wouldn't produce like that if it no. was Carson Wentz. By no. the way, Fitzmagic has a chance to win the game with this touchdown drive coming back because the Raiders blew the extra point. So, But we could still, we'll still get the cover, though, if they get it, so – that, that's Yay. <laughs> Yay us. So twenty two sixteen Raiders. Yeah, this is uh this is wild. <laughs> we we got a wild one here that we're watching uh with our watch along as we do our uh, podcast. Um so yeah, what else uh, about week fifteen do we want to uh to dig into? I wanted to give props, let's see, to the uh uh to the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh huge play by 
Darius Leonard uh, peanut punching the ball from Kiki QT uh, as he's going in for the for the for the tie. Again, and yeah, again, again, again the Houston Texans uh, on the doorstep against the Indianapolis Colts find a way to not score a touchdown when they're going right in for a touchdown. So both games this year, they did that. They should have had them twice. Yeah, that turns into a L. Uh, but as far as the point spread goes, that's still a victory for you because the Colts were seven and a half point favors and wound up yeah. holding on to win the game by seven. I hooked you. Yep. Uh, but I did want to uh, praise the Colts there. Uh, the Colts uh, now, I'm, of course, I'm I picked them as a uh, my seven seed before the season began, and you picked them as a playoff team as well. Yes, I did. So I, I got a little love for them anyway. But I'm I'm more I'm impressed more with their defense this season than the offense. That's I thought they were going to make it uh, if they did uh, have a good season. I thought it was going to be on the strength of an offense. Uh, sort of build around Phillip Rivers coming in and upgrading the quarterback position. And it's actually the defense for the Colts that, that's held them in, in place because Phillip Rivers has been very uh, up and down himself. Uh, but the defense keeps making plays and keeps coming through. Uh, and they're going to – it feels like they're going to surprise somebody uh, wildcard weekend and, and make some defensive plays and, and get a victory over a team that probably uh, – they, they should probably lose to. Uh, so that that's something to look out for the Colts and and they have a a surprising defense this year. They they got some playmakers and I'm, I'm a big fan of Darius Leonard. Of course, he's he's one of those linebackers that just everywhere you look on the field, he's there. Middle of the field, sideline, up the field, twenty yards deep, line of scrimmage. Everywhere you look, Darius Leonard's out there. There's, it feels like there's eleven Darius Leonard's playing for the Indianapolis yeah. Colts. Well, and uh, to play to play that out for you, if the season were to end today, we'd have a, a Colts Steelers, uh, what would turn out to be a rematch. Oh, oh I'm all over that. <laughs> I'm definitely on the on the Colts on that situation. Um, that's the that's the matchup this week. Is that is that not? It is. That's what I mean. It would be a rematch of this week's game. Ah, okay. Um, so that would yeah, that would be fun to to, to watch. Uh, so we had uh, Arizona and Philadelphia. I wanted to talk about that as well because Philly comes up on the losing end on, on that one. Um, Arizona six and a half point favorites wound up winning by seven. So we yeah. both got hooked on that one. But what a fun game! What a what a different uh, operation altogether for the Eagles uh, because there's no scenario that I could imagine in which they get into a game with Arizona and the Cardinals score 33 points and Carson Wentz hangs with them and actually uh, has a chance at the end of the game in the end zone. There's no fucking way that Carson Wentz, the way he was playing this year, would hang with them. But Jalen Hurts hangs with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray goes back and forth with them. It was a, I didn't watch the game, but I'm sure it was a very, very fun game to watch. And I was actually happy, even though I got hooked by him, to see the Cardinals take advantage of the Philadelphia secondary and all their injuries. I didn't trust them to figure it out. That's why I picked against them with the point spread. But they did. And, and Kyler Murray and New Hopkins just went off. They had a, a yeah. great day. And, and uh, Philly trailed 16 to nothing in that game before making a, a furious comeback. Jalen Hurts uh just, I'm, I'm not ready to anoint him as like a, a you know the great quarterback of the future or anything like that. Uh, but if you're the Eagles, come on, you, you got to look at that and you got to look at what Carson Wentz did all year, and you got to be like, ah, we we can't go back to to wins. We can't 
put him back out there the way he was playing. He was, he, he was awful. Come on. I agree. I, I, I totally agree with you. I don't I don't know what they do. Uh, they did they did they went all in on Wentz, right? That wasn't one where they let him play out the rookie deal. They immediately no, they've already they, uh, given him the bag. Yeah, they. So I don't know what to do in, in that situation. But Jalen Hurts is on a rookie deal, so the money is spent either way. They're both going to be probably on that roster next year, unless the Eagles can trade one of them. Um, I Hurts has more trade value because he's younger and cheaper. So I don't know if, if the Eagles dangle him, you know, and, and try to and try to cash in there and just maybe maybe Hertz was injured, you know, maybe just, you know, I don't know, but if I if I'm running that team, I don't like the choices I have cuz I could either keep them both and just torpedo my my salary cap if I'm I'm running out the rookie over the ex, league's most expensive backup. My, my, I'm either going or I'm going to run out my expensive starter, even though he doesn't give us the best chance to win, or I have to dangle one of these guys, and unfortunately, it's the guy who we want to keep, who we get the most value for. Fitz Magic is going to get credit for this, but I'm telling you right now, before I even tell you what happened, is a short little dump off pass to the running back Miles Gaskin. All right. But your stat book, your phone is going to tell you yeah. that it was a 50-whatever-yard uh, touchdown pass from Fitzpatrick oh, to Miles sure. Gaskin. Uh, Gaskin uh, avoided and, and outran about five or six Raiders tacklers. And it, it, it was just stupid how many guys were there that could have made a play on him and just whiffed and peeled off his leg. And then he just ran away from all the other ones. And uh, But, hey, Fitzmagic is Fitzmagic, <laughs> however it gets credited. Uh, he did it. He just threw the uh, the go-ahead touchdown pass. He actually did it too quickly because now the Raiders have a chance to come back and yeah. still win the game because there's another two and a half minutes left. That basically was a one-minute drive, so they, they scored too fast is what happened there. But there you go. Fitzmagic got it done. Tua was clapping on the sideline and applauding and trying to pretend like he's okay, and he just went up and Yay. did the, the – when the the hip bump, the the midair, you know, hip bump with, with Fitzpatrick, like uh, you know, like we're boys and you're you're the man and and shit like that, and I'm sure in his mind he's going, you cocksucking son of a bitch, how the fuck you gotta be fucking kidding, uh, but but he's he's doing all the right things so far and then slapped him on the helmet and all that, so good for them. So the Dolphins now leading 23-22, and but they left uh, 255 for for. Uh, Derek yeah. Carr and his groin to go back out there and, and do we something have, else. We have two more touchdowns in this game, the way this game's all of a sudden. It's turned into ping pong. Hells yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, let's see, a few more uh, items from week 15. Uh, I I know you don't want to confront it and talk about it, but there, there's there's Tommy in Atlanta again, and uh, it, it wasn't 28-3. to At least we, we can say that. No, much. It, it was just Atlanta's bad. I mean, that's just that's just that's a team that should have won the game, winning the game. Even though Atlanta led twenty-four to seven and seventeen nothing yeah. at the half, and yeah, they're still bad. Yeah, well, uh, it is. Again, it took forever for the Tampa offense to figure out uh, what to do and how to score. So, you know, looking at today again, you you already pointed out Bumsland, the, the Detroit Lions, doesn't really yeah. change too much for for the Buccaneers because when they run it again, when they run into competition that's actually stiff. Uh, they're going to have some problems. They overcame it against the Falcons to win the game. They, did, they still didn't uh, cover the number, so we did get that part of it right. 
Um, yes. But I didn't even think they'd win the game. I, I didn't think Tommy would come in and figure out how to, to beat a dome team at all. But uh, Julio Jones missing, I'm sure, made a, a big difference. Uh, oh, this game is this game is bananas. Um, not, not a long pass, but it's going to be P.I., one of those uh, underthrown Tommy balls. Speaking of Tommy. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> double covered, Yeah, double-covered receiver. I think it was Aguilar again, but uh, one of the Dolphins defenders grabbed him before the ball got there. So the uh, Raiders ball at the Miami uh, looks like 20-yard line. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, They're going to the score too soon. Do you have the circus music for this one? <laughs> I don't have any circus music. That's, oh, that's, that's the good one, music. but it should be. Yeah. <laughs> it, it pretty much is a three-ring circus there. Um, They're going to leave them too much time. They are. They, they sure are. Um, oh, and, and by the way, A.B. was the game winner for Tampa. And, and that's Tommy's guy. He got his guy from New England. He, the one game that they had in New England, he threw a touchdown to, to Antonio Brown. So he knew, hey, I, I need another playmaker, get him down here. And he came through with the game winner against the Falcons. So there's a, there's a lot to like about Tampa. That's why they're so weird. Uh, there's a lot to like there, but there's also a lot to be like, this, that's not really altogether uh, the way it's supposed to be, uh, but it might be. There's still yeah, time. That's a, that's a fun together. team when they're playing bad teams. Yep. When they're playing a really good team or a really good defense, and you realize there's only one ball to go around, and Brady seems to have his sort of favorites. And, it, like, you look at what happened with, the, with what they did against the Saints. It's like, oh, okay. So you take that, that Tampa team against the Saints and that Tampa team the last half against Atlanta and the first half against Detroit, and you're like, well, who are you? <laughs> uh, schizophrenic is what they are, yes. apparently. Um, and a couple more small items from me. Uh, your boy, Jay Kumaro, you texted me about this. Was a Jay Kumaro sighting last week. And the Saints claimed him, and you know why the Saints claimed him, because the next team in line would have been Green Bay, and you know <laughs> Green Bay would have reclaimed Aaron Rodgers' guy. And and also the Saints are are shorthanded. They they got guys coming yeah. up hurt, and and they could they probably could use Jay Kumaro right now. There was a Jay Kumaro sighting, and I was like, whoa, wait, there's a sighting. <laughs> yeah, the Buffalo Bills are so hot there. They're making use of Jay Kumaro, and then they get got rid of him. And then they just cut him. And then uh, finally, the best part of the uh, Titans routing the uh, Lions. Speaking of bump slam, um, the best part of that beating, and and that, it was actually uh. uh Closer than the than the score indicated, believe it or not, uh, the Lions actually hung around longer than I thought they would. But the best part was, uh, did you see the the uh, the stiff arm that Derrick Henry laid on Alexander uh, Myers? Is his name criminal? Der- Derrick Henry, he's good for one of those every year now, right? Uh, more than that, it feels like uh, once every like four games, he's good for a, a stiff arm where he just sends somebody into orbit. And I, I definitely thought about you when he laid it on because that was a if I ever saw oh, one. Yeah, did. that wasn't like the Earl Thomas one where he played patty cake with him and then just ended him. <laughs> and shoved him in the next week. Yeah. No, that, this that was just uh, fatality. Was that wasn't beast mode on Tracy Porter where he pushed him into the next week. Yeah, this, this was just uh, you're, you're, you're dead. You're Why, why yeah. are you hanging around me and boom, and just it made a sound. That's how hard the stiff arm was if you 
want to go on like probably in the NFL.com uh, or something probably has a, the, the sound of the game and the, the highlight with the sound and whatnot. You, you got to see it with the sound because it sounded like a gunshot going off. The guy, Derek Henry, put his arm out, put his hand out, and just boom, slapped the guy so hard and just slapped him right down. That bitch, that. Did you good. see that? Did you see that live? Yes. <laughs> did you say, did you, did you do it? Yes. <laughs> and not only that, I rewound it like two or three times and watched it over. That's how great it was. Oh. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, it's, the saddest part is nobody will ever, ever understand the genesis of that joke. Bitch. Yeah, that's definitely an inside <laughs> joke. Definitely. It's all inside baseball. <laughs> Oh, For man. certain. All right. We will get on, and probably it'll be two more touchdowns scored in these uh, next two minutes while we uh, do the plugs. But uh, we'll get on to week 16. There's 12 games still to go because there's been four, well, three and three quarters that's been played, and, and 12 more to come, 11 tomorrow and one on Monday night. We will get to making those picks for all of those games in a couple minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is in much less Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLD Dre and at IMLD JTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me, and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or Me is strictly prohibited. Well, the Raiders have not scored another touchdown yet. They're knocking on the door. They're uh, first in goal, second in goal. So it's very possible they're going to take the lead here uh, in the next couple minutes. So we'll see how that plays out. But we've got more football to pick. Uh, Like I said, 11 games tomorrow and one more Monday night, our last Monday nighter of the year. Uh, So let's get to those picks right now. Start with uh, those aforementioned New York Jets coming off of their very first victory of the season the 1 and 13 Jets and the 10 and 4 Cleveland Browns have you heard about the uh, the covid outbreak of the Browns that just yes. uh, 
happened yeah. today. No wide receivers left, apparently, for the Cleveland Browns. Four receivers and a linebacker. I think it's eight players in total. Uh, I don't know if they were hanging out with Dwayne Haskins or <laughs> or what uh, was had, going on. I know somebody on the team got the goop. I don't know who. They haven't released yeah. that information yet. But they're all uh, the the whole receiving core is goop contact basically. So they're all uh, deactivated right. for be tomorrow. To see how that plays out even tomorrow you know, what ends up happening because, you know, what happens with the next day and, you know, are they going to be down another, you know, eight players? So we'll find yeah. out. Yeah. So at the moment, this, this is what the news that we have at the moment and this is the spread that we have at the moment uh, that the 10 and four Cleveland Browns uh, on the verge of wiping up, wrapping up a playoff spot still in the hunt for the division title uh, are six and a half point favorites on the road at the one and 13 Jets. I'm given the points. I think it becomes a value play at this point. The, the Browns, for most of the week, were sitting at nine, ten-point favorites. And then you get this goop news, and everybody overreacts and goes, oh, well, the, 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 the Browns aren't going to have any wide receivers. They're going to they're, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna lose to the – no. This is a good thing for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> this is a repeat of Mother Nature forcing the Cleveland Browns into realizing that their best players are Kareem Hunt and – uh Nick Chubb, and this is now going to force them and Baker Mayfield. Maybe Baker Mayfield's not going to have to try to play hero ball. He's going to turn around, and he's going to give the ball to his stud running backs, and they're going to run up and down the field on the New York Jets, and and they're going to win the game, and they're going to cover. They're going to, they're going to make it into the postseason. They're going to do all those things. And I think having no wide receivers and forcing your quarterback who you don't want to have play play anyways is a good thing for the Browns. So give me the Brownies. Um, I can't wait for this scenario to that's going on the TV now to play out and, and see how this this goes. Uh, so I have to set this up. I apologize. This, this is just too uh, juicy to to not sort of broadcast it live as it happens. So the Raiders had third and goal, like at the four or three yard line, down one point. Yeah, and Miami out of timeouts. They had Derek Carr take a knee in the middle of the field to go forth and go so they can set up the game-winning field goal just so they can oh. run out all the time. So they ran the the, uh, the play clock down and called their own timeout to set it all up. So that's where we stand right now. You were that, at scoring position. You were trying to get into the end zone, and you decided to stop trying just because Miami ran out of timeouts. And you go, oh, now we can run all the, the clock out and kick the field goal and win the game. How many times have we seen something like that and then, and then the, the kicker just completely yaks all over himself and, and misses the field goal? Well, so. and, you know, and if they well, if they try to run the play to score the touchdown, does Miami just, you know, move out of the Miami way? and probably let them score, yeah. Yeah. And the, the, Todd Gurley, the, the, the Mike Holmgren, yeah. which has now become the Todd Gurley, you know. But my point has always been with that. You're allowed to send your demons out there and stop them. Uh, Dan Carlson tried like hell to miss a chip shot, twenty some yard field goal. Uh, Dan Carlson knows all about. Yes, yes, he does. And the stamp was bad too, so it wasn't all his fault necessarily. But it snuck through, so it it did okay. actually work. Uh, so uh, the Raiders now in front, uh, with I think twenty three seconds left in the game, and Miami has no timeouts. Uh, so we'll see wow. how that how that works out. Back to the uh, Jets Cleveland pick. Um, kumbaya. So what I had was before the, the goop news, 
I, I had uh, I was gonna say that I can't help but wonder if the New York Jets pressure that messed up Jared Goff can mess up Baker Mayfield, uh, who is about due to to lay a turd. He's played some great football the last few games, and he's about due for one of those Baker Mayfield games where he throws it all over the park and you don't know where it's going. And I'm going to now take the Cleveland Browns and give the six and a half because now he has no receiving core to throw all around to. So they have to hand it off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and hide their quarterback, which is what they really want to do in the first place. So we basically made the same pick for the exact same reason, which is what we've been doing a lot this year. (laughs) A lot these last couple of weeks anyways. But yeah, no, Cleveland at minus 10. I was like, "Eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But Cleveland minus six and a half and having to rely on those two stud running backs. Okay. Yeah, I was. I would. I would take the Jets plus ten. I think Cleveland will win by by seven, and so that's why I'm taking Cleveland minus six and a half. So there you go. Uh, I'm to Atlanta and Kansas City. Are we going to pick every game and have the exact same reasoning too? I, I don't know. Uh, the Falcons are now four and ten after finding a way to lose last week, and the Chiefs just keep rolling along at thirteen and one. Uh, who can stop the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, the Falcons are ten and a half point dogs at Kansas City. Yeah, I, I worry a little bit about this number. Atlanta has this weird habit. They did it last year when they were really terrible. Like, they went out to San Francisco and won a game. They had no business winning. But I don't think the Chiefs are going to fall into that trap because that offense, they, they can just show up and they can do their work. Atlanta, this is also Atlanta going on the road um, in, into Kansas City. It's not, not the warmest place to play. This, this is Kansas City in December. This is like going out to San Francisco where it's going to be like – 50 all the time. This is Kansas City. It might be you know, a little interesting. I know we got snow set to move through. I don't know what it's going to be like over there, but I don't I don't like this spot. I, te- I tend to not like Atlanta outdoors on grass, um, not against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. So they want to get everything all locked up and make it all, put the nice little pretty bow on it and then put themselves in position for that number one seed. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Kansas City and give the points. You have to see the replay of this throw, no matter what the game result is. Um, Fitzmagic was getting face masks so hard that his head was being poltergeist and turned all the way around. <laughs> that would be the exorcist. And, uh, yes. Uh, and the ball was not out of his hand yet. And he still threw it all the way up in the air for a long, long game that was complete, plus the face mask. So now they're at the uh, Raiders' thirty with a chance oh to God. go in for the, for the victory with uh, nine, it was nine seconds left. Now that's an incompletion. So it's six seconds left. And now they're just going to say, fuck it. And send in the field goal to, for the win. Wow. <laughs> getting his head completely turned around. And, and still completed the ball. And the ball was not gone yet. It was still in his hand. And he, and he just launched it down the sideline. The guy was so wide open in between the, Wide ass open Raiders zone, uh, you know, prevent yourself from winning defense uh, that he made the catch anyway. Uh, so yeah, they tried one throw out of bounds; it wasn't there. So just to send in the field goal kicker, just to say to hell with it, let's go yeah. win it now with the field goal, and it is good. Again, we'll, we'll cover the, uh, the the number yeah. because the fish were three point favorites. Yeah, but there's no way in hell he should have won this game. No way in hell. It's, it's technically not over yet. There's one second left, but yeah. they're going to win this. They're, they're, well, right, unless Patrick, they're... just so you know, 9 of 13 for a, a buck 82. <laughs> the, the closer. He, he's the shooter. He's, he's riding in the back. quarter. Yeah. 
No, they 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 brought in the shooter. They they knew what they were doing. The Dolphins don't, are going to win. That I mean, don't doubt wow. Brian Flores. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I guess <laughs> you you got to see that that throw. It's it's just stupid. It will be on all the highlight shows later on, uh, and tomorrow morning as well. Uh, back to the uh, Falcons Kansas City pick. <sighs> Kumbaya, my love. Uh, it's not just the pick, but the reasoning. Uh, it's outside. The Falcons are going outdoors. It's Kansas City. The only thing that can beat KC is KC. Uh, plus, Julio Jones is sitting again. Uh, yeah, uh, Chiefs uh, should be squish. Uh, with a win, they clinch the number one seed. Uh, no Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at running back, but Le'Veon Bell looked pretty good last year. He's, he's coming on for them. So, uh, Oh, no, they're doing the Benny Hill uh, crazy throwback and fall up. Thankfully, that ended quickly. It's it's over. <laughs> Dolphins win. Wow. Uh, no business winning that game again. None. No business winning. Unreal. All right. So now we can focus fully on the uh, on the picks at hand. Uh, here's uh, one of the games of the week: the Indianapolis Colts, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Colts are ten and four. The Steelers are eleven and three. Uh, got all sorts of playoff implications in this one. Uh, I know the Steelers are still. Uh, in contention, of course, for their division title, but if they lose and the Browns win, that's going to come down to the wire in Week 17. Um, and the Colts are definitely looking to uh, keep pace with the Titans. They're both at the top of the uh, AFC South. Uh, Colts are one-point underdogs, or basically a pick 'em at the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to actually go ahead and I'm going to take the Steelers here. Uh, I think this ends up being a very low-scoring defensive kind of game. I don't think either team is going to be able to accomplish much offensively. Um, I don't like the fact that the Colts are believer missing both of their offensive tackles in this game against a team like Pittsburgh that blitzes as much as they do. Uh, And Phillip Rivers, who you you know where he's going to be, and, yeah. You know, and he can get you know he can get some red ass, and if you start putting the pressure on him, and Philip Rivers starts throwing some of those ugly balls, I think the Steelers can take advantage of a Colts team depleted on the front line and uh, eke out a victory that they sorely need. Uh, James Conner returns at running back for the Steelers. Yeah, Is that good or bad for the Steelers? That's not an upgrade. <laughs> Uh, we've been talking about that for quite a while now. Uh, we, we need a wellness call from uh, for Bryson Brooklyn for him to check in on it. Is, is James Conner coming back good or bad? He's on after that Cleveland game. <laughs> Cincinnati game, I mean. Uh, you lose to the Bengals, you probably need some oxygen. I I, I don't blame him. Uh, we will finally break from having the uh, the same oh. picks as the, I, I don't like the Steelers at all to rebound on the Indianapolis defense after – pissing themselves versus the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I didn't see any signs of breaking out of whatever this funk is that that offense is in. I just don't understand what's going on with the Steelers. They don't seem to know how to to readjust and do something different and take advantage of their weapons. They have weapons, and they have a a Hall of Fame probably quarterback, and they just don't know how to put it all together right now. Um, Now, what I'm scared of is, that's exactly what a Mike Tomlin squad would do is figure out how to put it all together against the Colts after pissing down their legs against the Bengals. Uh, so I'm very scared of that, Yeah. but nonetheless, I will take uh, Indianapolis right now. I think they're the uh, much better team on the field at the moment. The Chicago bears and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one is uh, crazy for a couple of different reasons. First of all, 
the Jaguars doing their merry-go-round with their quarterbacks decide to land on Mike goddamn Glennon again. And of course it would be Mike Glennon against the Chicago bears uh, with all of that uh, history that they have between each other. Um, and their uh, one shining uh, example of consistency this year, the Jaguars is their rookie running back, uh, James Robinson, and he's out with an ankle injury. Uh, and meanwhile, Chicago just for some reason decided about three weeks ago, eh, let's just turn it all the way around and play our asses off. So as a result, I would have never expected it, but Mitch Trubisky and the seven and seven Chicago bears now right there for a playoff spot because of the uh, Arizona Cardinals loss. Uh, they are seven and a half point favorites uh, on the road at the one and 13 Jaguars. I'm taking the points. I'm taking the Jags. I know I've lost a lot of picks with the Jags this year, but there's only one word that I can use to describe the Bears' offense. Unsustainable. It's the only word I can come up with. They, they can't keep doing this. Uh, they As bad as they've been, you just, you just don't find it and, and, and sustain it as long as they have. You know, Mike Lennon played okay. In, in their one game, I do not like the fact that their running back is down. But this just feels like one of those games where I think the Bears come out, I think they're flat. I, I got a weird feeling about this one. This just feels like one of those like weird kind of matchups. It's two teams that don't play each other very often. And, and I don't know, you know, I think the more confidence the Bears get in Mitch Trubisky, the more he will let them down. So I will go ahead. I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars in the points. And is it the the more likely that he's going to stick around and they're going to give him another chance if he keeps playing like this? We talked about this yesterday, that this is your worst-case scenario right now, isn't it? I can't imagine it. So uh, I, I call myself putting some logic into this, and maybe there's more t- uh, at play than that. Maybe there's some uh, possible reverse voodoo jinx going on, but hear, hear me out. Here we go. Chicago has played – in these three games that they decided to, to have some great offense all of a sudden. Uh, they played the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, and the Minnesota Vikings defenses. They put up 407 uh, total offense on the Lions. They put up 436 against the Houston Texans, and they put up 401 against wow. the Minnesota Vikings. That's uh, it's actually uh, uh, net offense uh, uh Actually, that's gross offense, I guess it would be, because I don't count the uh, yards that they take away when you get sacked. I, I don't think that's really – and to me, that doesn't really count. Um, so that's some unbelievable numbers against those three really bad defenses. Um, but, you know, you got to play who you who you can play. So I can't blame them for playing those bad defenses. The Jacksonville Jaguars are worse than all three of those defenses. The Jaguars are the worst defense in the league uh, in yards given up per game. So that's what they did to those three. And now here's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Yeah, Mitch and and, uh, Montgomery and and all those guys should continue to thrive and survive. And uh, Matt Nagy looking like the offensive genius. There's no reason to think that that's not going to go ahead and continue against the Jaguars. Sure. Like I said, maybe there's some reverse voodoo going on there. Uh, But yeah, go bears. I'm locking them up. Minus seven and a hook. And God, if I get hooked, Uh, but, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with it. There's no reason not to. It's the Jaguars. The Jaguars are terrible. And the Jaguars are trying to, trying to tank. They got that number one pick sewn up. The Jets gave them a gift. 
and they got to do all they can to, to hold on to it, which is why they start Mike goddamn Glenn in a quarterback. We just so. got done having an entire conversation about the guys on the field not caring about <laughs> the number one pick and, the, and what the I, Jets did. I got to credit Pro Football Focus podcast, though, for bringing up the point that this is how you continue to tank as an organization. You know the players are going to go out there and bust their ass, so now – as an organization, you got to do the best thing that you can do to make sure that you tank and to make sure that you lose and put the worst product on the field because you know the players are going to try hard no matter what. So that's how you come to the conclusion that Mike Glennon needs to be my quarterback uh, in, in week 16. Ah, so that, that's, okay. that's how you got to do that. All right, on to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Houston Texans. No need to spend a lot of time on this one. Bengals are three ten and one. They are plus seven and a half at the four and ten Texans. I don't like this game at all. But after seeing what I saw on Monday night, the Bengals just played and won their Super Bowl. They're on the golf course, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Houston <laughs> Texans here. I'll take Deshaun Watson, who's still played very well, and I know that they're snake bit, especially when they play the Colts. Uh, but yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals. You don't bounce back from beating Pittsburgh. And, and, and slaying the big dragon in your division and acting like you just won everything and you got three freaking wins. Uh, I'll take Houston to cover. Uh, no Tyler Boyd at receiver for Cincinnati. He got a concussion. Um, they're acting like they're going to start Random Allen again uh, over Ryan Finley. And I, don't, I don't know if it matters either way. Um, and no Duke Johnson for Houston. Um, I concur. I'm taking Houston, giving seven and a half because – when Cincinnati, who just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday Night Football, when they lose to the 4-10 and 10 Houston Texans, that's going to show the world just how sad and pathetic the Pittsburgh Steelers are. If you don't believe yet, and some of you out there are true believers, Bryce and Brooklyn, I'm looking at you, uh, they're, they're bad. They're just bad. There's no reason to lose a game to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are very bad, and the public knows they're bad because they come off of that win, and they're still 7.5-point underdogs to a 4-10 and 10 Texans team. So. So wait uh, a we're minute. Taking, we're, we're doing it. Wait we're giving those points. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, does that make the Pittsburgh Steelers the worst 11-3 and three team you've ever seen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Probably. I can't go back and remember every 11-3 and three team I've ever seen, but probably. They're, they're terrible. You saw that game. They, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know I, what the know, hell they're doing. They didn't know what they were doing against Washington. Offensively, nope. they hung around because Washington is Washington. Um, yeah. in Buffalo, they, I didn't. I mean, I did not expect you know Buffalo to, to light them up that easy. Um, you know, and you just saw Josh Allen. Everything was on full display in that game. Like you saw the team that's on its way up. Like were, were they announced their presence with authority, and uh, Steelers were weren't having it. You know, they 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 weren't there at all. And then that game against Cincinnati, what do you expect? Like this is, we own this division. This is where we bounce back. We're going to take care of it. Oh, and then you get that. Hmm. And two, with two yards of offense, almost it was six yards total in the first quarter of offense. It was just like, Oh my God. And that wasn't one possession. That was multiple possession. Right. Like at one point their offensive numbers were going down. Yeah. And they were going backwards. Not, I don't know. Okay, but we concur. I don't know either. Indeed. Uh, The New York Giants and the Baltimore Ravens, as the Ravens keep fighting to get back in the playoff position, the Giants are 5-9, and and Danny Dimes is scheduled to return, but he won't have Golden Tate uh, at wide receiver. 
Um, Giants are 10-point underdogs at Lamar Jackson and the 9-5 and Ravens. And Baltimore is that team on the outside looking in right now, not not needing that Miami comeback, I can tell you that. Yep. Um, but you got all you got those teams ahead of them. It's somebody with this Baltimore Ravens schedule. You, I assume they're going to win these next two games. Somebody is ahead of them, Cincinnati. I mean, whether it's got Cleveland or Indy uh, or Miami, somebody needs to falter here. Otherwise, if those teams all win out, I mean, the Ravens could win out, be eleven and five, and out of the playoffs. And so, yeah. I'd like to see Baltimore in the playoffs because I like what they've been doing. I think they've sort of figured it out. Um, you, and you also hate to see eleven and five teams sitting at home uh, for the playoffs when you got you know teams fighting for a division with five wins right now. Uh, Tell me about it. Um, but I'm actually going to take the Ravens here. I, th- I think they've unlocked the, the secret. I don't really like what the Giants have done the last few weeks. They, they're the tryhards, but they seem to be fading and fading fast. I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm locking it up. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm definitely taking the Ravens, too. I like, you know, you look at the Steelers and just can't figure out what they're doing. I hate to harp on Pittsburgh again, but I'm, I'm bringing them up because the Ravens' offense also looked sort of broken at one point in this season, yeah. and they figured it out. They turned it around, at least for a couple games. They've actually uh, looked like they know what they're doing. They, they look like they have a, an, a, a semblance of a plan. And they look like, like they have identity. a game plan. Right. Yes. When they take the field, they look like they actually have sat there uh, in the locker room and studied and figured out what they want to do when they get out there. Because right now, Ben and the Steelers look like they get out there and look around and go, okay, uh, what, what, what are we doing? What, what's going on? What, what are we doing? Now? Right. No, it was like they said, it was broken and they fixed it. Where I think the Steelers offense has been broken, but they kept winning. So maybe they didn't feel so, the, the heat to try to fix it. You're 11-0. We don't need to fix anything. And then and all of a sudden, you know, then it's all on display for the world to see. And you're like, eh, it don't look right. Yeah, never mind that all of our metrics are trending the wrong way. Four point, Betty Snell had more yards per attempt rushing than Roethlisberger had passing in that game. That's, that's not your Hall of Fame quarterback right there, no matter how you want to slice it. Uh, so maybe I can get through the next uh, with all the other picks without referring back to the Steelers, uh, maybe. Uh, let's go to Denver and the Clippers in the late afternoon action. The uh, five and nine Broncos, the five and nine LA Chargers. So no surprise, the cop out line Denver plus three at the LA Clippers. Yeah, I mean you'd think that this is the spot where the uh, the Clippers would would show up and uh, they take care of business. Denver hasn't been particularly good. I don't think Denver's been particularly good on the road, but because it's the Clippers, they're going to find a way to lose this damn game. I'm going to go ahead and I'll take Denver. And the points. This is what they do. Um, guess what they did in week eight? They found a way to lose to the Denver Broncos up in Denver, 31 to 30. Uh, Clippers led that game 24 to, and yes, Denver won. <laughs> and Denver won with no time on the clock after a pass interference call put them in the scoring position. So yet another way that the Clippers invented to lose the game. Um, no Joey Bosa for the uh, Chargers. He's got a concussion. Uh, no Philip Lindsay for the Broncos. He's got a hip injury. He's been placed on injured reserve. Uh, I feel like, uh, and, and maybe I shouldn't because it's the uh, the, Clip, the Clippers and they keep finding a way, but I feel like there's no way the Broncos' office can keep up with, with L.A. I, I know uh, Justin Herbert has stepped back a, a hair from what he was doing early in the season, but that's still a very, very potent offense. That's still a, a howitzer for an arm that he's got, and 
yeah, the, because the season's over and they're out of uh, any kind of contention or anything like that, yeah, I'll take the, the Chargers to actually play the way they're supposed to and, and beat up on the Broncos and, and cover the three. Uh, on to Carolina and Washington. We are talking about Washington as far as the division. They are in position to clinch the division if the Giants lose to the Ravens, which you think they're going to lose so bad that you've locked up the Ravens minus 10. Um, so if the Giants lose as, as they're supposed to, as, as God knows they should, and Washington beats uh, Carolina at home, then thankfully Washington will put that division away and we won't ever have to mention it or talk about it again. We won't have to think about them until they get destroyed in their first playoff game. Um, don't know what this means for what people think of Washington, probably the quarterback situation, but Carolina is actually only a one-point underdog uh, at Washington. And last reading, it looked like uh, Alex Smith and his bad calf is going to uh, hobble back out there for them because I don't think they're going to use Dwayne Haskins ever again. Uh, no, no. I, I Not after seeing what I saw last week, which was they they could have had the Seahawks. I mean, that, that that was right there for the taking if they would have had uh, – Think if Alex Smith plays in that game, they win that game. But I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the the. Uh, oh, I almost did it. I'm gonna take Washington here in this game. Uh, I, I do think they sew up the division. I think I'm that based on the results that I'm predicting. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, that defense is still top notch. Carolina, they were a nice story early, but they seem to be they they seem to be fading and fading fast. Um, you know, you know, maybe maybe things will be better for them next year. Oh, excuse me, had to cough. Maybe things will be better for them next season. Uh, you, you could have sort you saw like it looked like the, maybe they're starting to figure this thing out and they can make this thing work with Teddy Bridgewater. It's been sad that they haven't had Christian McCaffrey all year because the one game that they had him, they they damn near almost beat the Chiefs. Um, so you, yeah, maybe there's 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 hope for them, but I think Washington's gonna they know. They can clinch. Alex Smith, I think, is going to be a nice steady hand getting him back. Uh, I do believe Terry McLaurin is down, if I'm not yes. mistaken. I did see that, but I think Smith will be able to move the ball around. I think the Washington defense just stifles that Carolina offense, and Washington wins. Again, an ugly, low-scoring game. Yeah, don't really have to repeat any of that. I, I concur for all the same reasons that the uh, Alex Smith, the the professional quarterback, uh, will make all the difference. And I also think he would have made the difference uh, against Seattle. Um, that was actually our game in our market, so I watched that whole thing. Uh, Haskins racked up some serious dag time. That was dag time where he played like shit for three quarters and then made a, a bunch of throws and tried to mount an actual comeback in the fourth and Seattle wasn't playing prevent. He, he just played a lot better in the fourth quarter for whatever reason and, and rallied back for, to, to, co- to cover the spread for us. So we're, we're happy for that. But yeah, he looked like just, he, he didn't look like he knew where the ball was going for the first three quarters of the game. It was, it was kind of hard to watch. So yeah, professional QB uh, back under center. Uh, again, this amazing comeback story, uh, you know, bad calf now after the bad knee and then you just, Hope that this isn't all, you know, compounding on him and, and it's going to make him a, a cripple by the time he's 50. But he, he wants to go out there and keep playing and, and keep doing what he's doing and, and keep being the professional. And, and Washington is glad to have him because there's no way they'd be in this position uh, without him, that's for sure. So I would definitely concur and, and take Washington. Yeah, I think uh, the, the quarterback situation might be why the spread is so low and also the, uh, the fact that Terry McLaurin is down and 
Uh, we know Washington doesn't have a whole, whole lot of other professional receivers to fall back on. But, yeah, somehow Alex Smith will make it work. He'll, if he has to dink and dunk to the running backs and tight ends, he'll, he'll find a way to, to make it work for him. Uh, on to the Rams and the Seahawks. This should be really interesting. Basically, the uh, NFC West title on the line. The Rams are 9-5. and five, The Seahawks are 10-4. and four. The Seahawks clinch the division with the win. But the Rams, if they find a way to win, will be uh, in the uh, driver's seat because they'll have the uh, even records, but the Rams will have the tiebreaker. So pretty much for all the marbles, Rams com- <laughs> coming off of that loss to the Jets uh, are only a one-point underdog uh, at the 10-4 Seahawks. I honestly, I, I don't know how the Rams find a way to bounce back and go up to Seattle. I, I don't know how any team finds a way to do it, to, to, to basically be like a 17-point favorite at home and look that discombobulated and, and come out that flat and, and, and pressured the whole game and the Jets throwing the kitchen sink at them the whole game and the Rams had nothing. I don't know how a team finds a way to go up to Seattle and win this game. But damn, they're gonna do it. I'm gonna take the Rams. <laughs> I, you know what? The, the there's no telling. It, it's the Rams. It's Jared Goff. Yeah. It's John. There's no telling. If they're on there's, rhythm, they can beat anybody. They can beat absolutely. They can beat anybody. Lord, this team. Uh, uh, and and you know what? Underneath all of the uh, the the Jared Goff stuff, uh, you still have the number one defense in football. So that's that so. Helped. Frightening, <laughs> the fact that they can call up Aaron Donald to have one of his games, and those cornerbacks that have been stifling everybody all year—you you just never know. The the Rams are so unpredictable; they're so Jekyll and Hyde. You just don't have any idea from one week to the next what you're going to get. The Seattle Seahawks have tumbled from September to this point. They don't look anywhere near what they looked the first month of the year. So, how do you put trust in either pick? I'm, believe me, I'm not in love with either side, whichever side I pick. I just happen to be on the opposite side of you. I, I don't know. I, I don't have confidence at all in it. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of the uh, LAD, um, Russ. I'm afraid of uh, Jared Goff bouncing back because he gets to throw on the Legion of Room and he gets to have uh, ostensibly more time because the Seahawks don't really rush the passer very well. Um, Russ has to come back and have the answer against Aaron Donald and friends. And that's scary, but I just, for some reason, feel like he's going to come back and match Jared Goff and have the answers uh, and get this big win for Seattle and, and clinch this division. They, they need it. They need to close it out tomorrow. They don't want to go to a week 17, um, having a hope that the Rams lose that one because it's the Rams. You never know they, they might lose. They might not. Um, in week 10, the Rams uh, beat, the Seahawks in LA 23 to 16 and Russ was in the middle of his fall from grace. So to speak, he was in the midst of that rough stretch that he had in the middle of the season. He uh, threw two INTs. He lost a fumble. He got sacked six times by the Rams. Um, But I just, I guess the the Seahawks got to know that's coming. They got to know that hell is coming when Aaron Donald and, and his crew come to town um, and they got to be ready. And, and I, I just I, I have a feeling Russ will be ready and, and he'll rise up to the challenge. But if the Rams come through and smother him again, I wouldn't be surprised. You, you just don't know what either, either one of these teams. Uh, on to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Oh, God, that division. Ah, so let's see. What, what's the... And the Giants losing, it's over, right? 
the division's over, hopefully. Yes, that that's true. But <laughs> if Washington loses, uh, oh. the uh, they're not dead yet. The the I think both these teams technically still have a chance to win the division. If you if you can believe, it. If Washington dropped uh, the next two. Uh, no, that that can't be right because that would make Washington eight and eight, and both these teams have one have, have nine losses. So I don't see. I thought I heard a podcast that said that they both were still in the contention for the division. Uh, maybe maybe our mathematically, oh, wow. I don't know how that would work. Washington right now is only six and eight. Yeah. They oh, win, okay, so they they, get to, right, if they, they lost, they have ten. Okay, I was. Confusing myself. I was putting them at eight and eight, even if they lost, but that would be wrong. They would be six and ten. Yeah, yeah. Both these teams, believe it or not, still injured for that god awful division. So they're they're going to play as hard as they can play, however hard you think that might be. Uh, the Eagles are four nine and one uh, with their new quarterback, who has won one and lost one. Uh, they are three point favorites at Red Rifle and the five and nine Cowboys. Yeah, that's. I, I like this Jalen Hurts story. I think this has the potential, this Philly-Dallas game, to be the fun, bad game of the week, just like last week with Arizona and Philly was sort of the fun, bad game of the week, you know, and you just had the cow- the Cowboys just uh, rolled up somebody, you know, in, in, a, in a bit of a high-scoring game. Was that the Niners that they just rolled up? Yep. Um, you know, and we were, we're talking about Tony Pollard, and he had a nice game. It looks like Ezekiel Elliott might be back for this one, you know, and you know, Andy Dalton's been he's been okay. I don't know how to read either one of these teams. I do like the dynamic um with Jalen Hurts and that Philly offense and sort of that malleability. I mean, Doug Peterson has proven that he he's willing to adapt. He's not one of these guys he's not Bruce Arians where he's like, No, no, this is my offense, I ain't changing. I don't care if my quarterback can't throw the ball more than twenty yards. I ain't changing. We're we're just gonna keep throwing it, we're gonna keep moving this thing around and we're gonna make it work. Doug Peterson seems like he he's a little bit more of a Swiss Army knife when it comes to coaching, which is what I think you need to be. And he will, you know, he'll he'll adapt to the players that he has. And then Hertz is able to run, he's able to throw. Still, I'm taking the Cowboys here. I don't I don't like this spot. I don't like Philly here as a favorite. Um, I still think overall, even though Dallas has been bad and they're badly coached. <laughs> um, you know, Mike McCarthy is hopefully going to be a one and done for them if, if they want to get back to any kind of respectability in the future. But um, I still think you that know Dallas, Jerry's not admitting that mistake. You know that. Dallas overall has more playmakers, and I can still see Jalen Hurts making the big mistake um, to cause a, a rookie mistake. Um, he'll he'll have electric plays, but I think he'll be able to he'll he'll hang in there, and this game will be fun, probably bad and very high scoring. But I think Dallas finds a way to eke it out. A Sunday night game in week eight in Philadelphia. The Eagles pulled that out 23-9, to nine, uh, but it wasn't exactly impressive for the old starter Carson Wentz. They probably pulled it out because of the fact that the Cowboys were starting Ben DiNucci that night at quarterback. Uh, <laughs> show you what these two guys are made of. Uh, DiNucci and Wentz combined that evening, 303 yards passing, both of them wow. combined. Tom Brady bad, had bad that for <laughs> Um, look, this, this smells bushy. I, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I think the Eagles will pull this out by a field goal and they're a field goal favorite. Uh, I just, the Dallas Cowboys do not 
show they have not shown me that they know how to win games this year, especially games in which there's there's something sort of at stake, like there is here with the uh, division still on the line. Um, so because I got Philly winning, I'm going to go ahead and take that side of it and, and take them to cover, even though it definitely smells pushy to me, very very pushy. Uh, Carson Wentz is bitching, uh, bitching about the benching. Have you? I don't know if you've heard that, but. And some uh, quote-unquote unnamed sources that have come out and said that he was unhappy with the way uh, everything went down. Aww. And that's unbelievable to me. Like, as bad as your ass played all year, you're going to act like you deserve to still be in there. And start. You talked about uh, the, the Eagles coach having some flexibility. I think the Eagles would have a couple more victories if Doug Peterson was more flexible, if he would have benched Carson Wentz earlier than he did. He needed to be more flexible. I understand uh, that he's trying to fit Jalen Hurts' uh, uh, abilities into the game plan now, and that's great. But he was definitely not flexible in continuing to send Carson Wentz out there week after week after week after week, making those terrible, terrible throws and terrible decisions. He's going to wind up not playing the the whole last month of the season, and he's still going to lead the league by a pretty large margin in turnover-worthy throws. Carson Wentz was atrocious this year, and the fact that he's actually mad about getting binged is, is just kind of just made my my head wobble a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the the sort of going on the same angle that I've been going on when Jalen Hurts first got uh, put in the lineup, uh, which is the Philadelphia defense, which is comprised of some talented players. That they're, they're, those numbers are much worse than the, the the sum of the parts or however you want to put that. But I, I think that that defense has potential to play much better than it has. And I think they might want to rally up and, and sort of save their, their rookie quarterback a little bit. They did. They definitely did that in the win over New Orleans. Um, and then Arizona, I mean, there's not much you can do when Kyler Murray and, and New Copkins get together and just light your ass up like the way that they did. Uh, and, and yet still the Eagles are right there and Jalen Hurts had a chance to throw a, a touchdown to tie the game at the end of the game. Um, but I'm going to go with Philly and, and say that the defense has to make sure that uh, Red Rifle doesn't keep pace with the with the offense. And uh, I think they're going to do it. But, it, boy, it smells awful pushy to me. It smells like 1916 or something ugly like that. On, uh, on Sunday Night Football, this should be real fun. The Tennessee Titans visiting the Green Bay Packers. Titans are 10-4. Green Bay is 11 and three. Uh, Tennessee um, has a chance to clinch the uh, division if the Colts lose earlier in the day. Um, they will clinch a playoff berth with a win, no matter what. Um, actually, they have already. Uh, no, they haven't. I, the the, Ra- the Raiders played so much better than the Dolphins tonight. I thought the Raiders won that game. Uh, if the Dolphins lost, Tennessee would have clinched the playoff berth, but they didn't. So they still have to. Uh, Unfortunately, come back and, and win the, the, the clinching berth tomorrow if they want to clinch it this early. Uh, but they're right there. Of course, the Packers are right there uh, looking for the uh, first round bye. They get it if the Seahawks lose to the uh, Rams and the Packers beat the uh, Tennessee Titans tomorrow night. A lot on the line for both teams. Uh, Tennessee plus two and a half at Green Bay. You said snow in the forecast? I did. I thought I heard you mention snow. Uh, there, I know there's a chance uh, here tomorrow and in the afternoon 
they keep moving it earlier, so I don't know what it's going to be like come 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. Uh, but it's going to be, you know, it's winter. It's winter in Green yeah. Bay. It's, it's, it's almost January. Um, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, so there might be some elements. There might be some issues. I, I think everything, I think the matchup, I think even the weather, uh, I think all of this actually favors the Titans in this game. We've seen what the Packers do against elite run offenses. We've, we've seen what Dalvin Cook could do to them uh, twice. If uh, the first game, if the Vikings would have stuck with it, he would have owned them. Uh, in the past, they have been had by, by good rushing attacks. They got run out of the playoffs last year by the San Francisco 49ers in an embarrassing fashion. And now you've got Derrick Henry coming to Green Bay. I don't think this bodes well for the Packers. I think the Titans spring the upset and win the game straight up. Kumbaya, my lord. Uh, because this is the one team the Green Bay Packers does not want to come see them in wintry weather. No, not they are not built to beat this team. And we've been talking about the Titans for a couple of years now, that that team is just different. They're built different. They're put together different. They play different. Uh you want to talk about uh, wintry weather, uh, Green Bay Packer type weather, cold and raw, and you want to rely on the run game and you might have snow on the ground um, and you got to grind it out. Yeah, that's that's what the Titans are pretty much made for. Um, and the Packers defense is, is malleable and they'll give up uh, whatever Derrick Henry wants. Uh, Packers giving up four and a half yards per carry this season. Uh, this is definitely uh, the Titans' style of, of game and definitely the Titans' type of game to win. Um, Tennessee, on the other side of the ball, can't pressure anybody, but the Packers' protection has been lacking lately. I talked about that when they lost their center, Corey Lindley, who's actually supposed to come back off of IR tomorrow, uh, but they've uh, had some other uh, offensive line injuries since then. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, not like, you know, unlike, or uh, what I'm trying to say is the same as, as every other quarterback. Uh, his quality of play goes down when his protection uh, goes down. And we've seen that. Uh, I, I believe I've seen that in the last few games. Um, we didn't talk about the uh, Saturday night game uh, against Carolina in which they came out in the first half and, and beat the Panthers about the face and head. It looked like they were going to go to a route and then just stop playing. It seemed like in the second half. And I think that's because of uh, Carolina started getting some pressure and, and shut down the offense and didn't let Aaron Rodgers and, and his receivers hook up and do whatever they wanted to do like they did in the first half. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's still a problem that the Packers have to figure out and um, that they should get a chance to play a little better and protect him a little better. So I don't if, – if he was really having big-time protection problems, I might make it a lot because I think the Titans would go in um, and, and they got like one guy that can actually – rush the passer a little bit. Uh, but uh, but if he's not doing it, um, then forget about it. But I think it's going to be back and forth in, in a, actually a high-scoring game. Um, but I do have the Titans coming out on top because this is the t- the style. This, this is what they want to do. This is their, their style of, of grinding it out. And we've been talking about the way that they play football. It is, this is exactly what they're looking for. So this is actually going to work out as a real good tune-up for them for the for getting ready for the playoffs uh, because of uh, potentially playing, you know, Buffalo and other teams up uh, in the East where the weather might be raw, you know, the, the Steelers and whatnot. Um, so this is, this is a good practice game for them. And uh, so, yeah, I agree with you definitely, and, and I'll be taking the Titans. And then 
Monday Night Football was going to be interesting, but the uh, but the Patriots found themselves knocked out of the, of uh, playoff contention. So now it's just Buffalo uh, at New England. Bills maybe with a chance to to step on the heart of Bill Belichick and grind it in a little bit. All those years that the Patriots dominated the division, and now the Bills have clinched the AFC East, so they get to come in as the uh, conquering champions. Uh, and the eleven and three Bills are minus seven and a hook, minus seven and a half at the six and eight New England Patriots. Yeah, everything would tell you that this would normally be the spot where the Patriots would would step up, and uh, but normally they'd be the ones in, in the driver's seat. You know, the, this, they've they've owned Buffalo, but the Patriots have owned a lot that they don't own anymore, and. We've talked about teams seem to be kind of relishing, you know, dunking on Belichick and dunking on the Patriots. I, the Bills are still going to be trying to play for some playoff seating here. This game still matters. They're kind of clustered together with those teams all in that two, three, four area. Um, if they can win out, they, they'll definitely find themselves in the two seed, which means uh, I, I don't know if there's any benefit with those three teams, all of them are going to have 10 plus wins that are sitting there in the NFC, in the AFC. I mean, I don't know if you get a benefit being two, three or four right now. Um, but you do as the playoffs progress, obviously. Um, so, you know, you, you always want to put yourself in the best standing. And I just, I, I think the bills, they're just, they're better than the new England Patriots. I don't think this is a situation like where they were, the Patriots were playing, you know, Arizona, and Arizona's just going to run out, you know, go up and down the field. I don't know. The Bills are a different animal. You, I, I was, uh, we didn't talk about it, but you were texting me last week about the the believer that Josh Allen is, is making out of you, and that you might need to drop the project moniker. Um, I'll go ahead. Yeah, I'll take the Bills. I think everybody is is kicking the Patriots while they're down, and they're loving it. Yeah. Um... Josh Allen's playing as, as good as any quarterback uh, in the league right now. He's playing as, as well as, as Pat Mahomes. He's playing as well as Aaron Rodgers. He's making all the throws. He's not just making the strong throws. He's We've seen the growth as the season has gone on where he was uh, putting up some big numbers uh, in the first part of the season, but almost all on these long, strong-arm throws where he was just sticking it in places that you couldn't defend because he's got the arm to do that. And he's actually had to grow uh, with with John Brown being down. Uh, he doesn't have his big deep threat anymore, so he's had to develop some touch uh, so that he can get the ball to Cole Beasley in between the numbers and, and get those sticks moved instead of just always trying to go for the big home run ball. Um, and then he gets to take off when he wants to because he's got those legs that he doesn't have to use because he's got that big arm. But when he has to use the legs, he'll use those as well. Um, yeah, he's he's just developed all of a sudden almost into a very, very well-rounded quarterback. And I think back to that playoff game last year against the Texans where he played his ass off for three and a half quarters and made some really boneheaded moves in the fourth quarter in overtime uh, to put them in a position to lose a game that they had dominated. And I thought the criticism on him was so harsh that I, I almost didn't understand it. Like, you got to understand what you're watching. You're watching a kid that actually uh, came out with a great game plan and executed it for pretty much the whole game, except for those key parts, unfortunately. But um, this is pretty much the extension of that, that he's just making every play, uh, putting his his team in in the best position at all times. So, yeah, I'm giving Project all the props and all the praise uh, that he deserves. I'm going to take the Patriots and the points because they're the Patriots and – 
Bill Belichick does not want Buffalo coming in and, and parading on them and making them look like a bunch of complete chumps. Um, I think now that they're eliminated from the playoffs, that you might see some different things out of the Patriots, some just kind of throwing anything against the ball to see what sticks because what the hell. So, uh, and, you know, also it's maybe some tryout situation, maybe some different things to do to see who responds still going to be on the team next year, things like that. So just because he's Belichick and just because I respect them, I'm going to take the Patriots and the points. More on our after show when we come back. And now into our VIP after show program. Hey, we didn't agree on every single game, so that's good news. That's six out of the 12 that we disagreed on. Just counting them up here. Okay, you kept track of it? No, I just went through the schedule and tried to Let's see if you're accurate on that. Yes, you are. Six indeed. So we disagreed on half the games of this show. And you're you're against my lock. So that should really be interesting. But again, I may have locked up the Bears, uh, ironically, sort of reverse psychology. I don't even know. I, I may have done that. I, I really can't even answer. But so but, by locking up the Bears, do you want them to win? Well, no, I because I I've so I'm done with Nagy. I'm done with. I don't even know who the GM is. I'm done with him because he can't put a receiving core on the field to save his life. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I tried to put him out of my mind, but yeah, I'm through with with Man Nagy. I'm through with uh, Ryan Pace. Uh, and I'm through with Trubisky, right? And now all of a, now that I'm through with them, all of a sudden here they come, just putting the balls out games all over the place against these terrible defenses. The extension of what we joked about in the after show uh, yesterday about the worst case scenario for the Bears being that they're going to basically they're going to play their asses off, maybe even backdoor their way into the playoffs, and everyone's going to look at them and go, "Oh, they're fine." We, Let's just keep everybody. In fact, let, let's just give extensions to everybody. Oh. <laughs> Look what they did. Oh, let's just put the whole band back together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. And I told you what my response would be if they actually do something like that. Take me out of my misery, please. So, yeah, there's, there's the reverse psychology angle of that, but at the same time, there's the logic of, you know, me and my numbers. Look, Look at these numbers that they put up against these three awful defenses. The Jaguars are worse than all three of those defenses. Ergo, the Bears should put up great numbers on the Jaguars. And I don't disagree with you. I think they should. (laughs) But will they? Yeah, I'll take the poll. I'll take the number. (laughs) I will gladly take a cheap, late garbage. I'll I'll take it. It's seven with the hook, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'll hook you. I got no problems with a, a you know, thirty-three twenty-six, uh, you know, Bears win on a like garbage time with that with the two-point conversion. All yeah, I'll take it all. Uh, I would get two shotguns and and do the double barrel on myself if that happens. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I don't know. Jags are bad. The Jets are bad. These teams are all bad. Yeah, but the, there's been some efforts. There's been some spreads covered and some 
games that you wouldn't expect out of some of these bad teams. There's not too many teams laying down. Like, like you said, we were having trouble figuring out who's our uh, FedEx mail-it-in team because it seemed like everyone was sort of trying. Never made it to week 16 and not anointed a FedEx team, and we, we still haven't done it. Can we give it to the Lions just based on today? Because that was oh, – They had no coaches. You know, they didn't. They had coaches last week, and they didn't look too much better against the Titans. Although I did, I, 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 I did say they gave a little bit more of an effort than forty. Forty-six twenty-five made it seem like a complete ass whooping, but it, it was a lot closer to that for most of the game. Not a, It was just a moderate ass whooping. <laughs> it was an ass whooping at the end of the game when when all hope was lost. So maybe that's when they started to mail it in and, and check out mentally. And then today ah. came and they were just totally out of it. Uh, yeah, that first half was – they had nothing. I mean, they couldn't stop anything. It didn't matter where those Bucks drives were starting. It was 80-yard drives, 90-yard drives. It didn't matter. Well, I did tape that, so I'll get to check on that to, as I'm eating my cereal tomorrow morning and get a good chuckle Gabbard. out of that. In the second half. Uh, do Blaine Gabbard. Oh. didn't even play the second half. <laughs> I think it was 34 at halftime. All right, old man, rest your arm. We'll, we'll, we'll save you for next week. Blaine Gabbert was out there balling. <laughs> think about that sentence you just said. You got to be the FedEx mail it in team if you just had somebody say that Blaine Gabbert was out there balling on you. I'm sorry. He was. He, was. he threw two touchdowns in that game. Jeez. He threw a touchdown. The last touchdown he threw, I think, it was the one he threw to Evans. And Mike Evans was. Like, he was DeAndre Swift wide open, except he didn't drop it. <laughs> they literally, like, standing right at the goal line, right? All he had to do was basically just catch the ball. Nobody around him. I, I don't know. I don't know if the Lions figured out. They're not going to throw because they're up by, you know, they're up by, you know, 30-some points. They're not going to, oh, no, no, no. We're still going to throw the ball. Yeah, they, I don't in the game. <laughs> they don't care. He's got so many weapons. It's like, ah, who cares if they get hurt? Yeah, we we kind of figured something like that was going to happen. Again, it's it's Tampa, and when they get a bad defense, they know what to do with them. Man, we haven't talked about it, but you could if you beat me on the locks this week, it's it's over. I didn't even think about that. I just you beat me one up. You one up me if yeah. Uh, that's true. Or two and one, I believe, would be the golf term. You get me two and one. Uh, one to go. Gotcha. The old match play rules. And I remember that from the uh, whatever Sega golf game that uh, Rory oh. had that he, when he brought over his, uh, his, his Sega Genesis. Oh, man. I played so much of PGA Tour golf, whatever year yeah. it was. Man, yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't was on the PGA Tour. <laughs> I actually got decent at it. I actually won a couple of majors myself. Yeah, I actually liked golf on the Sega Genesis. That, that shit was fun. Then they started to come out with games that got so realistic. You're like, no. <laughs> took the fun away. It's like trying uh, to play the MLB, the show games, where they're so complicated. Oh. They're good. And they're very good games. It's a very accurate representation of baseball. But if I was, if I wanted that, I'd, I'd have tried to go to the pros. Right. I, uh, I'm i with you there. I, I want to mash a button and hit the ball. That's, I don't need to try to guess which pitch is coming. I don't need to try to guess the location. Uh, I, I don't. I don't need all of that. I'm 
I'm very Neanderthal that way. That's right. See the ball, you hit the ball, right? Yes. And if you want to swing harder, you smash that button as hard as you can. That's how you swing harder. <laughs> you push that. Doesn't actually work that way, but they had yeah, that on. When you on MVP. Soft, that's when you get the power little check swing dribblers and shit. Oh yeah, but don't they have that on MVP where you had the power swing and the? Did they? Or was no. it all? Okay, that was on the show where you actually had right. it, where you had the buttons where one would be the power swing, but yeah. you you know. You know, high risk, high reward. Um, no, MVP, you just your, take that joystick part up and jack it up as yeah. high as you can as, as you're swinging, as, as you're mashing the button down as hard as possible. Yeah. Every once in a while, when even when you take the normal swing on that game and you run into one, it's still a home run. That ball is gone. Yeah, because as soon as it, as soon as it, as soon as you get it, and it, 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 it skips to the, the home run trot animation. And the yep. ball's just launched. You're like, oh, yeah, I got it. Yep, I got all that one. It's a very satisfying uh, game. Uh, my problem with those MLB The Show games was I, I, I could never figure out base running. Oh. Uh, I, I could never figure it out. It's like you would send all. It's, oh, man, this is just too confusing. Right? I like the MVP one where you push towards up. Wait, wait, base is on. Base is going to. Easy. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Or you had the one button you could hold down that would just send all the guys. That's right. That gapper, and you just would, you just you'd wave and Wendell. And send them all. To go. Right. <laughs> uh, it's Wendell Kim, the uh, the third base coach, right? Hey, wave and Wendell reference for you. <laughs> uh, that, that reminded me of um, thinking about MVP and just you know see ball hit ball and how how simple it could be. That reminded me of how it worked against me one time. Um, so I'm coming home. This is back when I was just completely obsessed and had to play my game at, a, at every single day. Whatever day was scheduled, I had to play it. If it was a day game, I had to play it sometime during the day. Um, so I was trying to really thread the needle one time. I was trying to get home from work and at probably at 4 o'clock, and I had a uh, – Met, uh, Metro um, Amtrak train to catch to Springfield to see uh, to see Grandma, not my Grandma. Um, and that train was, I believe, scheduled to leave downtown Union Station at 5:30. So I'm trying to get home, play a game of MVP because it was scheduled in the daytime, so I couldn't take it to Springfield with me at night because it, then it wouldn't be a it would be a, it would be at night. I couldn't do that just been a rain out and you could have played a double header the next day nope game was scheduled during the day i had to play it that day before i went downtown but the c ball hit ball thing was was working against me because i was seeing every ball that i saw that was anywhere near the strike zone i was swinging because i was trying to hurry up and get the game over with and i just kept running into everything and i could not stop scoring because i was just seeing it and hitting it and I mean, I must have scored like 16 runs in that game, but I was I wasn't trying to. I was trying to end the game uh, because I was trying to get the hell out of there. And uh, it actually should have completely fucked me up and worked against me because I definitely did not get to Union Station by 5:30 p.m. When I did get there, I think it was probably about 5:40, 5:45. Um, and I'm running into the station and I'm sweating and uh, I didn't even take a bus downtown. I tried to catch a cab and tried to uh, save some time, but it's Lakeshore Drive traffic. So that actually 
kind of didn't work. Um, so I get down there and I run into where the station that I'm supposed to be leaving out of and just assuming that I'm going to run into, uh, you know, an empty platform. And, and that was the only train going to Springfield at night. So I was going to have to call and say, I'll have to see you tomorrow and, and feel really stupid. Um, and instead, I run into the station I was supposed to be running into, and there's, you know, a line of people that I run into, almost run right into some guy, because I was not expecting to see a line of people. And what had happened was there was some sort of small mechanical situation on the train that they went in there and, and were taking care of. And so the people that were standing up, was it was my train, and they were all getting back up in line, getting ready to reboard. And as a result, I was able to actually catch the train that I was supposed to catch, even though I was way late for it. So that was just nothing but luck. Um, but that's my story of seeing the ball and hitting the ball repeatedly to the point uh, to my detriment, because I could not end that game because I kept running into baseballs. And I was like, damn it. Ah, another home run. Oh. <laughs> Desi Rutherford uh, had a career game for me. It was crazy. The most recent update here says, yes, there is a, a chance of snow. That could be a snow game tomorrow. Mm. Um, and not heavy, mm-hmm. but definitely in that, you know, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. window, um, there's a chance. Well, that, that just uh, makes me feel even more confident uh, in the Tennessee Titans because, again, that's the type of game that they're built to play. I Yeah, I totally agree. I'm with you on that one. We're, we're not not total kumbaya this time though, so that's good. Six is a lot for us. Let's see. The couple weeks ago we had two, and uh, then last week was not very many either. Um, no, last week was a two. I'm sorry. The week before that was five. Like five four or, or five or something. Yeah. On me. And then last week I got the two back. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. It was six. So six again this week, and and we'll see how that. Worked out, but uh, I can say one of these, I get back, you know, we're almost damn near even, so and that would be going into the great equalizer uh, of week 17. <laughs> Where no one knows anything about anything, and especially uh, this year, there are so few, yeah, is jockeying for anything, yeah. So, there's a lot of teams that probably are going to be uh, either taking their guys and sitting in the whole game or playing them for like a half or a quarter. And you don't know, you know, at that time what they're going to do. So they're very frustrating. Yeah. I, I still think if I, I, I still think we end up, if, uh, if the Steelers lose and Cleveland wins, we will get Pittsburgh and Cleveland. That will be the Sunday night mm-hmm. game. I'm predicting. Yeah, certainly. That's huge. If you have those two teams at 11 and four, um, playing for that division, which a month ago I don't think anybody would have expected. And that's uh, that's a tough one already. Just thinking about it, do I want to trust Baker Mayfield or the Steelers the way they're playing? I, I don't. Ugh, I don't want to trust either one. It'd probably be a sunning. Right, but not the way the Steelers are playing right now. They're not in a position to sun anybody. I, I still th- I got them pulling one out tomorrow. I, I got them ugly, but. I really don't like that the the Steelers and that defense and, and all the blitzing that they do going up against uh, uh, an indie offensive line that's missing two of its starters. Well, Rivers should be smart enough, I would think, to, to 
keep dumping that ball off and get rid of it before it gets smothered. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> You're definitely hoping. I'm definitely hoping that. Come on, Phil. Don't be stupid. Well, you're asking Philip Rivers not to be stupid. Yeah, I know. That's a big ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm uh, I'm on fumes here. Yep, I, I, I hear you. We're, we're wrapping it up. Uh, as you can hear, my voice has been on fumes basically since the show started. Yeah, you've been having those. You've been having those 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 vocal issues at times where you just get the frog. Yep, yep. Getting uh getting a throat cancer or something. I don't know. I'm I'm kidding. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's uh, every time the season changes, uh, basically something like that. Uh, that. That's also the reason I'm in like ridiculous amount of pain after uh, bowling two games on Tuesday. My knee still hurts from that shit. I can't believe it. I'm so yeah. out of shape. I uh, always had that problem when I would bowl. My left knee would always hurt because I I I, I plant more than I slide. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I do. So I'm putting all the weight right into that knee. And, uh, yeah, I can remember being, like, on Thursday nights would always be my bowling league night. And Fridays, my knee would always just be it'd just be wrecked. Yes. So imagine doing that with 100 pounds more weight, and that's me. Well, so. this was also back where if you were in the league, um, at one of the leagues I was in, if you were in the league, after you know, you could bowl for, like, a buck a gate. Yeah. Bowl our three games, and then some of us would stick around. We bowl eight games. Oh, good God! I remember bowling games in a night one time. Jesus! Five. Well, you paid for your league already, and then you bowl five more games. That cost you five dollars. I understand, and, and same thing when I was in the league with my with my uncle, and he would want to bowl some more games after our league, but. You, you you remember the way I used to bowl like a like a madman. I didn't have anything left after those three games because I, I used to have the ball like over my head and uh, just throwing everything I had into it and throwing as hard as I possibly could. I, I could barely walk home uh, back in the day. I don't bowl quite that crazy now because I can't. But uh, the point is still the same that after I bowl, I am wrecked. I I've never bowled eight games a day in a in a day in my life. I probably the most is four or maybe five. I can't even remember, but there's no way in hell I could possibly pull that off. I was I was just so out of it after I bowled my league games. I can remember being done with league and then just bowl until we shut the plays down. Oof. No, never, never, ever, ever. <laughs> could not possibly do that. Uh, but yeah, we're, I'm I'm with you, uh, ready to call it a night. Uh, it's been a fun night. Uh, the football party with a fun, crazy game in the background. I wish you could have been watching it with me because it was it was a sight. It was it was a crazy ass game to to, to be watching. I, I, from the updates and what you were telling me, and immediately when I went, and I could see it in the uh, recap on the sports app on my phone talking about the sort of miracle play that Fitzpatrick made at the end of that game, basically completing <laughs> the long pass while being dragged down by his face. What did I call it? Pol- the poltergeist? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the exorcist, actually. I, yeah, I keep getting those figured out. I the, knew what you You knew what I was going for. The, 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 hits, the head spinning around completely. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was crazy. So we got uh, 12 more games of, of this craziness to go. That, that's why the six uh, being uh, different on six games feel, feels like uh, such a miracle is because we're not drawing from 16 games. We're only drawing from 12 because the first four games of the week we agreed on. So. Right. Three and one already. 
Yes, that's that's true. That's that's a, that's a good start. So we'll we'll try to build on that, and hopefully, uh, I can take you down. Hopefully, the Bears can come through for me and give me that that lock clinching that I'm looking for. That I didn't even realize I was looking for. I win my lock. Uh, Still only have you up one. I get the Ravens to to take care of business against the G-Men. I'll be okay. But if I lose that and you win with the Bears, it's over. That that would end it. Set us up with me needing then, if we both win, with me needing to beat you in the lock in Week 17 to tie you. And that would eliminate the extra point uh, in the playoffs. None of us would get it. We, we'd all lose. Right. If I can somehow then uh, get that point back and we're tied going into week 17, that sets up an even more fun scenario. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. They're, they're just like if with the uh, – In week 17, good luck. Yeah. Just like with the uh, the real teams, there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot at stake. So we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Everybody – Enjoy your football tomorrow and Monday night, the last Monday nighter of the season, and getting ready for the uh, the the last one, the week seventeen with the with the coin, the coin flip, uh, our guest uh, picker coin coming in, and uh, like you said, you'll be handling uh, the honors once again this year, so uh, we'll be be looking forward to that. All right, he's Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast. Everyone enjoy your football. Hopefully, everyone enjoyed your. Christmas wherever you were and I know it's the day after Christmas but I'm going to play it anyway because it's our tradition we got to start snapping our fingers and uh, get some Skinner spirit going got to do it ho 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.